Welcome to Nimmin Live, the number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube, network with other content creators, and have an awesome time doing it. My name is Nick, and today we are answering your YouTube questions. And when I say we, I mean myself and my brother from the same mother, D. What is going on? How is your week? And how is your week? Fantastic week on my end. Hope everybody's week has been doing fantastic uh, did, here. Did we have any YouTube news this week? Well, let's see here. We had the impersonation policy where if you have a... You're impersonating um, me because I came first. Yeah, totally. So yep. if, if uh, you know, in that particular case, I should change my channel name to uh, D. Nimmin Fan Channel. There you go. Um, in that case. I um, so that. Yeah, so anybody that does anything like that where you are uploading content of other people. So one common theme on YouTube is people will find people people like Joe Rogan and people like that, and they will download their content, chop it all up, upload it as their own. Um, but in reality, that misleads people. So because of that, YouTube is introducing the policy to where you have to make that disclosure through your channel name itself and note that it is a fan channel. Um, in addition to that, the other thing that they had um, that they came up with, D, I just can't remember. Uh, what the other All thing right, is that well, they uh, what they came up with. So because of that, today's stream is brought to you by yeah. Today's stream is brought to you by TubeBuddy, which is the number one tool for YouTube content creators. TubeBuddy will help you optimize your videos for discovery. TubeBuddy will help you test your thumbnails to make sure that the thumbnails that you're making are effective for the people that you're trying to reach in terms of how they respond to them. They also have tons of workflow tools in terms of uh, like you know bulk updates to your video descriptions, things like that, bulk changes to your end screens, all kind of really helpful things like that. They have something called a click magnet where it looks at all of your thumbnails and it gives you clues into what it is that people respond to most. So if you change between having two people in your thumbnail and one person in your thumbnail, just as an example, or objects, then in that case, it detects those and it'll tell you which one typically performs best. So it has all kinds of really helpful tools like that, but you can find out more for yourself at TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin. And of course, you know, I've got a link to that down in the description below. Um, in addition to that, um, this stream is co brought to you by StreamYard, which is the live streaming platform that we use to live stream this every single Saturday. And the reason we use it is because they have big coffee mugs. They have great mugs. That's um, it. Also, that's it. It's really easy to use. <laughs> it's really easy to bring on guests. It's easy to add graphics to the screen. Um, they record your content from your live streams in the background so that you can download it later if you want to repurpose it. And in addition to that, they also hold the stream open in the cloud. So I was streaming yesterday. So we did a monetization stream. So if you're wanting to learn how to better monetize your channel, make sure you watch the replay of that. Um, it's from yesterday. But during that stream, a silly mistake, right? So I took my laptop out with you, me. You made a silly mistake. I did. I took my laptop out with me that day. And then when I got back home and I put it in the dock and I plugged it in there, I didn't plug in the actual power cord. And I was running my stream with that oversight and everything just blacked out on me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Um, and I realized, oh no, I didn't plug it in. So while I was getting that and plugging it in, I couldn't access anything. However, StreamYard held the stream open for me. So once I got it plugged in, everything came back on and I was able to come right back into the stream. So that's another kind of hidden advantage of StreamYard. So if you're a live streamer, even if you're using something like OBS, in that case, just porting it through StreamYard for that extra layer of security can be really helpful in cases like that as well. But you can try that for yourself at StreamYard.com. Um, of course, I got links to that on the screen and down in the video description as well. Most importantly, they got awesome mugs. They do. They do. They have very, very nice, awesome mugs. And, and they support uh, Duck Culture. They do. Mallard Duck Culture. They do. Whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. Gotta, you know, 
Yeah, support yeah, the, support the ducks. ducks. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, so on that note, I can tell you um, how this stream's going to go already. I know we're a mess. So, <laughs> if if the uh, uh, if this is your first time joining the stream, what it is that we do here um, is we answer your YouTube questions. So the uh, there's a form down in the description of the stream right now, and if you put your question in that form, because we don't have a lot of questions in there now, so if you put your question in the form right now, especially as an early bird here in the stream, then you will get your stream answered on, or you will get your question answered on the stream today. So. Maybe Make sure to go ahead and put your question down there um, in the form. I'm like, you'll get your stream answered today. Like, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. We got to find off, our groove here. We are off yeah. to a terrible yeah, start. Yeah, we are. We are. We are. Yeah, this might, you guys might be in for a treat today. We're going to see. <laughs> so, so with um, all of that out of the way, um, I guess, Dean, you want to go ahead and uh, start getting into the, uh, getting into the questions there? Yeah, let's Oh, the it. other news. I, oh. It just hit me. So the other news hold is. Hold on, hold on. You're only 62. You are way too young to be suffering from this sort of. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I figured I would. It wouldn't start until I hit at least sixty-three. Yeah. Yeah. It's only yeah. So, um, but you know, hey, I'm looking great for sixty-three though, or sixty-two. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Hold but um, the next part of news that D almost made me forget again just now um, is that if you are somebody that does everything on your phone, or if you just want the convenience of being able to access all of your YouTube stuff on your phone, um, YouTube has an app that I'm sure a lot of you are already familiar with called the uh, uh, YT Studio. I believe is the official name for it. And with that particular, and I'm actually just going to pull it up here just to make sure. Yeah, YT Studio. And um, with that, they've added the ability in there or adding the ability to add permissions for people that you want to give access to your channel. So let's say, for example, you have the uh, YouTube channel and you want to give access to other people where they can either make content for it or help you, you know, in some capacity with your channel then you have different tiers that you can use to give them access. This has been available on desktops for a really long time, but now it is also available for uh, mobile content creators as well, or just people that want to do that sort of thing on the phone, which is a uh, win. Can you so, explain why somebody would even want to do that? Sure. If you have a video editor yep. and you want that video editor to upload the content directly into your YouTube channel, then you would use that. Um, you would use the permissions for that. And if you, you have a say, channel manager, you right. can, yeah, you can say uh, like, this is a viewer, right? Um, this so is an edited to, viewer. You don't get access right. to all of this stuff. You can't delete anything. You can't ruin my channel. Correct. And some of them you can. Some of them you some can. Some of them you can. Yeah. Be careful is yeah. what he's saying. Yeah. Some of them you can, but um, uh, you know, you just want to make sure that you know you just kind of read through the details of that, you know, to be on the safe side before you give anybody permission to anything ever. But um, the first question we have. Yeah, Nick's not really sixty-two. They're having yeah, fun. I'm, not, I'm not really 62. No, yeah. no, 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 because that would mean I'm even older. Yeah, right. And so I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't don't, think about that. Hold on. The, yeah. I, no, I did. As as that was leaving my mouth. Yeah, you're like, what am I saying? What am I doing to myself? <laughs> it's like self ownage as it was coming out. And I saw people saying like, oh, he looks great for 62. <laughs> nobody said. Nobody <laughs> said he looks great for 66. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nobody said oh, that. Oh, love right. it. Right. Love it. Nobody said if he looks great at sixty two, he's holding <laughs> it together pretty well. Not one person said that. Oh, love it. Yeah, no, he's he's not sixty. Yeah, so Renee says, um, really quick, just hey, to Renee. add just to add more there to the um to the message there on the permissions feature. He says also to let managers, editors, and editors um limited create shorts, community posts, update playlists, etc. in the main YouTube app. Oh, in the main YouTube app as well. Okay, my bad. I thought that was just in the um, creator studio. So that's some extra information for me there as well. Thank you for the clarity there. Super um appreciated there you it. Go. So, um, so the very first question that we have is from Circle H Scuba. Circle H Scuba um, uploads one time per week or more on their YouTube channel. The type of channel is education, how-to, gear reviews for scuba divers. The goal of the channel is to lower the barrier of entry to scuba diving um, so more people can enjoy it. And the question is, 
tips for hiring and training an editor. How do I best uh, test them before hiring, but also give them time to improve once uh, hired as they learn my style? Do I keep editing my own videos, editing the same footage I give them in case their edit is bad? I want to keep my consistent schedule, and I'm worried if the edit has too many revisions, it may take, uh, take me off of my upload schedule. So when it comes to working with an editor, the best thing that you can do, and I'm not always the best at this, but the best thing that you can do when you're working with an editor is just give them that time to where they are able to make any revisions that you might run into. So, you know, working way in advance is what a lot of people will do. And when you work way in advance like that, then it gives, it, it ensures that everybody has time to do what it is that they need to do. Um, so because of that, you know, maybe edit a handful of videos yourself, get ahead a little bit, and then, you know, uh, have the editor working on something else while you are editing, you know, what it is that you're going to be publishing soon. So then that way they can be, you know, helping you get ahead in that process. Um, but the very first thing would come down to, you know, the, the questions that you're asking where you're hiring and where you're actually getting them from. So one trick that a lot of people will use on places like Upwork is they will, um, uh, they'll, as part of the description for the for the job offering, um, they'll put like a little detail in there. Like, um, you know, when you are replying to this, um, let me know how many subscribers I have my YouTube channel right now. And by doing that, um, adding those little types of details, you know, just kind of sh one shows that they are paying attention and that they read the full description. And two, it also shows like their resourcefulness, right? So it's like, hey, well, I don't know. You know, I don't know how many subscribers you have on your YouTube channel. Well, you know, you could have looked for the channel name or, you know, whatever in order to, uh, you know, in order to find it. So those types of things, you know, can be helpful. Um, of course, looking into their portfolio to see any other, you know, content that they've edited in the past to make sure that it matches your style, what it is that you're looking for and all of that um, can also be helpful. And then another thing is also just working on an initial trial basis. So instead of committing to something long term, one way to, you know, just see how you work together is to, you know, give them like a limited time to where it's like, hey, we're going to do like a trial run here for like, let's say the next 30 days or the next 90 days. And then we'll revisit everything at that time and see if we both want to move forward with this based on how we are interacting with each other. Um, so uh, when it comes to that side of things, um, that can be helpful. But also, it's really important to make sure that when you are, you know, working with somebody else um, to have you do, or, you know, for them to do anything, um, that you are very clear on what it is that you actually want from the videos. Um, because, you know, like when you're first starting to work with somebody, they might not necessarily like understand your style yet. Um, they might not necessarily understand exactly what it is that you need. So because of that, you know, just making sure that you're being very clear with exactly what it is that you need, what it is that you expect, and so on. Um, give them examples of videos that you've made or videos that other people have made that you've seen on YouTube that you like their style and how they're putting everything together. And just kind of, you know, give them the information that they need to be able to deliver, you know, the the service that they're offering to you. So, um, so hopefully I, that's helpful. I, I have something to add to that. And it's just, uh, you will have to train a lot of them. Uh, just because someone is offering the service of video editing doesn't necessarily mean that they're good at video editing for YouTube. Right. Uh, so that's something where I would share with them. You Thanks, know, put, Chris. Put your video up. Let it be up there for a while, you know, let it sit for a week or so. And then, you know, hop on a call with them. Take some screenshots of audience retention or let them share your screen and let them watch because you can watch inside the audience or it, mm -hmm. if, if you go into you audience retention. You give them limited permissions to your channel too. Right. So they can watch the video mm -hmm. and they can watch the retention report to see where people are actually falling off and leaving the video. Yep. So you can work with them and say, okay, why Why do you think people are leaving here? Maybe, maybe there should be more edits there. Maybe they should show some B-roll there. Maybe you've just you know, went on for too long, yeah. right? Maybe the hook wasn't, maybe, maybe you just weren't keeping their attention because of something you did. Mm -hmm. But that's something that you want to work with with your actual video editor uh, to try to, 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 to workshop that in. If you're just like, hey, make it better, 
they're not going to understand. If you can visually show them where things are going wrong, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be really helpful. Yeah. And um, uh, another thing with that also is, you know, like when you are working with other people, um, you know, keep in mind that you might also like if you have, you know, things that you require them to use, um, then in that case, you know, like, for example, for me, when me and Vigard first started working together at that moment in time, um, one of the plugins that I used was called Magic Bullet Looks. And with that particular plugin, it's like an $800 plugin. So since we, you know, started working together, like I couldn't expect him to take on that expense since we just started working together. So because of that, you know, just keep in mind that if you do have any specialized things like that, um, that they are going to, you know, that, that you might need to cover that stuff. Um, and then also, you know, they're going to need access to any of the websites that you use for like B-roll and things like that. If you use any type of those things, um, they're, they're going to need access to like your, uh, you know, wherever it is that you get music, all that stuff in order to make sure that, you know, they can give you um, exactly what it is that you need. So next up, we've got Ernesto um, Esparza Jr. Oh, and one more thing on the editing thing. Um, For those of you that are, you know, considering doing that. um, Another thing that some people do as well, and of course, this is an optional thing, but um, some people will also give people bonuses based on retention. So they'll have like targets and they'll say like, hey, if we can get the retention to like this, then, you know, then you'll get like an X either percent um, or you will get like a, you know, flat fee bonus um, for, you know, for getting things to that level. Um, So that's just a little bit of incentive for people to work a little bit harder and also um, another reason that people do that is it kind of forces people into understanding retention and what it is and how people are responding to your content and all that which then you know ultimately will help them be a better editor for you too and of course you could you could punish them if your retention uh, is no good yeah yeah right yeah, yeah be like hey I'm, t- I'm i'm you're not getting paid no yeah. i'm just kidding send, send them a gift <laughs> yeah, that's send, a joke yeah send, you don't want to punish them if it doesn't do good because that's like usually a, your fault yeah. send them like a care package full yeah. of fleas and then they like open it up and they're getting covered in fleas yeah. that, that, that's but, how we keep things sharp around here <laughs> but but the uh 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 yeah with that um you know just incentives you know things like that you know can definitely be uh can definitely be helpful um, next up, we got uh, Ernesto Esparza Jr. They do gaming and entertainment content. The goal is to reach 50 subscribers. And the question is, how do I make more subscribers if I make more videos in a week? Or will I make uh, so, more subscribers if I make more videos in a week? Um, if those extra videos in the week, like if you've gotten things to a point to where you're like, hey, when I publish videos, you know, people typically respond to them. I typically get X amount of views, like at least. Um, and, you know, I typically generate, you know, certain amount of subscribers. And you've gotten things to that point. Then in that case, you know, if you increase increase your upload cadence, then, you know, of course, you know, that can cause things to move a little bit faster as long as you can maintain, you know, the quality of everything to where people still have, um, you know, a a similar response with both pieces of content. Some people do it in the other direction, though, um, to where they actually publish less, but they spend more time working on a better story, working on a better edit and all of that. And because of that, the video gets more reach. And then when the video gets more reach, then, you know, of course, that increases your chances of more people subscribing as well. So, so it can go either way. Someone just asked in my stream uh, if we're reading the chat. Yeah, we read oh, the yeah. chat, but we're taking questions out the of form. the form that's in the description mm-hmm. underneath the video. It is first come, first serve. So if you have questions that you want to ask, go down there. You might have to scroll a little bit to find it. It's a Google form. Click on that. Drop your Google. question there, and we'll get to it. Google. And also the name uh, gave me a throwback memory. Their name is Bob, and it made me think of Bob Star X. Bob Star X. Do you remember Bob Star X? I faintly remember Bob Star X. Bob we used Star- to like highlight them every time they came into the stream for something, and I can't remember exactly what it was. Bob Star X was awesome. Yeah, Bob Star nice. X would just come in here, and he would just say Bob Star X. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, okay, got it. <laughs> and we used to highlight Bob Star X. Uh, nice. We made Love him a it. moderator in the Discord. Uh, 
People that's went right. nuts. Nah, yeah. That's right. Bob Starhead. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Bob, listen, buddy. Uh, we haven't talked to you in a long time. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, hope your channel's doing, well. doing great. Yeah. Hope you made it through the pandemic. We haven't so, heard from you since. So, so on the on the Discord thing, uh, you know, for those of you that are here, would you like us to reopen oh, no. that Discord oh, just no. out of curiosity? Oh no! Let, let us know in the chat if you would like us to reopen that Discord because I know there's like tons of you know content creator Discords and stuff. So I'm not even sure, um, you know, if it would be what? you know much different. But if that's something you'd be interested in, just let me know. Just looking for feedback. To be fair, at so, that time, it at that things time were crazy Discord hadn't really picked up on the mainstream as much, and it was primarily gamers. Yeah. So it turned into like a gamer thing, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so, I mean, you know, a couple years later, maybe it would work. Yeah. You know, I'm in a I'm in a lot of discords now, more yeah, mature, too. more mature stuff. I'm not as active talking um, about adult in stuff. there that yeah. much. Yeah. But uh, but you know, it's definitely you know something that I'm in more now than I used to be. Yeah. So that's why I was it considering went, it went, opening it one went up again. Young crazy game. No 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 offense to young crazy gamers, but it went young crazy gamer really quick. Yeah. <laughs> So um, K-Skis um, is our next channel here. They upload when they have time. They do variety gaming content. The goal of the channel is to make entertaining content and be more consistent. And the question is, so I used um, an AI service, and it gave me a niche in doing gaming videos on anime and sports. But the thing is, I have some videos on my channel that don't fall into those categories. But I enjoyed playing and recording those games. So my question is, should I get rid of those videos since they're not part of my niche um, that was uh, suggested? So when it comes to any of those tools um, that are, you know, recommending, like, you know content that you make and you know things like that you always want to run it through the filter first before you make the content of like hey is this you know a good fit for the people that are interacting with my channel and is this a good direction that i personally want to go um you know with the content that i'm offering and then in that case you know if, if the answers are yes then you know roll with it but if the answer is like well i'm not really sure it doesn't seem like it's a great fit but you know it would give me some content to make then in that case just keep working on it um until you come up with something to where you're like yeah you know what this is a you know this would be a great fit the people that are interacting with my content or the audience that i'm trying to serve would love this so i'm gonna go ahead and make it brad magic flying potato my man says um hit two million views this week high five and fist bump to you nice That's work awesome, man. Awesome. says um thanks uh to nick for all of his knowledge and d for letting me go live for the first time on his old channel nice that's so funny Love i actually it. yeah so i'm looking forward to seeing you at uh bid summit this year man i actually let him take my channel over nice do you know that nice i didn't know that yeah so i i, did I know a, you had a period of time where you were like going live with people on your uh on it your was channel during, yeah kinda, it was yeah. It, it was when everybody was stuck at home mm. and i was trying to encourage people to go live so mm. i was doing these channels maybe maybe I should, it was so much fun hey Lori. i was trying to encourage people to just go live so if they never went live before i would bring them on the channel and we just kind of like work through some things and kind of help build their confidence yeah and, and, and right come up stream with me mm -hmm. everybody could come up and stream and i forget what happened but i had to do something and i just turned it over to brad who nice. was his first time streaming and he he was a boss nice he, he grabbed it and i i didn't even know if i was going to come back to a channel mm. and to be honest with you i didn't even care but he, he did a great job. <laughs> I figured this guy ruins my channel, then I got a story to tell. Yeah, then you can be like, hey, you know, I gave it yeah. to this guy. It's not my fault. I right, gave it to this right, guy. Right. Yeah. That's I made a great video. Yeah. <laughs> I, let a, I let a complete stranger delete my YouTube channel. How's that for a hook? Oh, right? So good. So uh, next up on the uh, next up on the list here, we've got uh, King CMC TV. They do gaming content. Um, the goal of the channel is to monetize. The question is, I have 590 subscribers. I've been focused on getting more search and suggested traffic for this week. I've been getting one to two subscribers each day. Um, 
which one should I really focus on to get more subscribers? Also, I want to thank you, uh, Nick and Roberto Blake. I learn a lot from you guys. Glad that you are learning from the um, content. Love, you know, those messages. When it comes to, uh, you know, getting more subscribers and focusing on, you know, like your traffic source and all that stuff, really? Like, I think that like where you're at right now, um, that you should just like take all of your efforts and be like, okay, if I'm doing gaming content, um, the type of gaming content that I'm putting together for the people that I'm trying to reach with this, like, how can I just make the best content possible for those people, regardless of where it is that I'm trying to get traffic from? Like, how can I just make really good content for those people? And how can I package it up? in terms of, you know, topic, title, and thumbnail to help them, you know, identify that it's something that, you know, they're interested in. And then, you know, once they click on it, how can I give them a great experience? Like, I think that, you know, like it's really easy to get stuck um, in the weeds, so to speak. Like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna look at your channel really quick just to make sure the context I'm giving here is what I'm thinking it is. Yeah, it is. So like, it's really easy, like, especially when you're, you know, first getting started to like over, you know, like, try too much in terms of, you know, like strategy and stuff like, you know, try and, you know, search for suggested and like all of that, like at the end of the day, yes, you know, there's a different approach to going after search and for new content creators, that's a great way to get started because then the people that are, you know, interacting with your content are the ones that were looking for it and found it, which is great for, you know, helping YouTube, you know, better understand who the right people are for your content and stuff. So it's a great approach. However, um, the best thing that you can do in that process is instead of being like, hey, I'm up to like one to two subscribers each day, what should I focus on to get more subscribers? Instead, kind of switching it around and saying like, okay, the way that I'm gonna get subscribers is by people appreciating the content that I'm putting out and getting value from what it is that I'm doing. So because of that, instead of thinking of it through the lens of like, okay, should I be going for like certs or suggested for you know trying to get more subscribers? Thinking of it like, okay, um, these people are gonna be interacting with my content no matter where it is that they find it. So because of that, how can I make the content such a great experience for them that they're going to want to subscribe from it, you know, in the first place. Um, I would go after that approach. And instead of, you know, focusing on, you know, search or suggested for the subscriber gain, think of it more long term in terms of like, okay, if I get videos ranked in search, then that's some consistent traffic that's going to be coming my way from people that are an ideal fit for my content because they're looking for it. Um, and then, you know, if it's, uh, you know, going after the recommendation features, then in that case, you know, similar to where it's like, hey, when I'm publishing these videos, I'm, I'm working that muscle, right? Like I'm trying to practice my skill and learn how to get people to respond, you know, directly off of home pages and, and suggested videos. Um, so I would think of it from that perspective more so than will I get more subscribers from search or suggested traffic. You're going to get more subscribers when people get the most value out of your content. However, they're interpreting that value or however you're expressing it. Um, that's where, you know, that's where you're going to get your subscribers from. You touched on something really important there is creating a good viewer experience. Yeah. Right, that's super important. It is. Create a good viewer experience. And the best way to do that is just think, if I were a viewer and I found my channel, would I enjoy the content on it? Could I easily find additional types of videos that were like the ones that I just watched? Like if somebody finds your video through searching or it's recommended to them in any way, they watch that video. Do you make it easy for them to find other videos or right. do you make it difficult for them? Right. right? Think about creating a good uh, viewer experience and, and really quick out of the chat here um, s2 baby live says so making people laugh and entertaining people can be value too right absolutely it can you know when it when it comes to value everybody interprets value you know in different ways so you know Listen, for, for I, 
I follow meme accounts. Right. And I find that valuable because it, it makes me laugh my butt off. Right. And it, it totally lightens up my mood. Totally. It makes you laugh. It lightens yeah. your mood. Um, you yeah. know, if it's like comedy content where, you know, people are yeah. being entertained in that way, it yeah. kind of helps you escape, you know, because it's like, hey, now I can my, just take a break and not think about serious stuff for a little bit. And I can just kind of relax and enjoy myself. If yes. you can educate or invoke any type of emotion whatsoever, mm -hmm. people are going to find that valuable. Right. Yeah, educate people, um, you know, help them escape from their, you know, from their, you know, from Entertain their stress educate. and all that stuff. Entertain or um, educate. You've also yeah. got the, you know, motivational side of, you know, just kind of, you know, getting people like lifted up and inspired and, you know, those types of things. Like, you know, when it comes to YouTube, you know, you can, you can add value in a bunch of different ways, but um, making people laugh and entertaining them absolutely without question um, is a very high form of, uh, of value. I think it's I think it's a lot of value. I do too. Like That's why I, I mean a very high form of value. Right. I get so much out of like meme channels or just people posting funny things. Right. I'll just laugh and I'll laugh. I'll laugh until my stomach hurts. And then you'll watch another one. And then I watch another right. one. Right. Uh yeah. So yeah. yeah. It, it it's definitely value. So uh George Fontan, thank you for the super chat. Says, um, oh, our, how, I, why didn't I see the super chat? Super chat. Um, says they are um, an architect here. Just posted a video today on a brownstone renovation. Are you doing reviews of videos and general issues like thumbnail or titles? Also, do you have suggestions for free, affordable music, free or affordable music sources? So, um, in terms, <laughs> in terms of the uh, looking at channels, I'm not doing that here today. Um, so we did the monetization stream yesterday, and what the monetization streams are, if you want to keep a look and an, an eye out for those, um, is we pull up YouTube channels there and we look at the, you know, at, at the whichever channel gets randomly selected out of the chat and we, uh, you know, just brainstorm with them on all the different ways that they can monetize. Um, on the Tube Spanner YouTube channel, so if you just go to youtube.com slash Tube Spanner, um, there we do actual channel reviews from time to time. So if you just go over there, subscribe, hit the bell over on that channel, then when we do the, uh, the, the live streams over there, which I'm going to be doing one this coming week um, for the channel reviews, that's where you would hop in over to that one to get that type of feedback on your um, on your on your channel. We don't look at videos just because I'm you know extra paranoid about copyright and things like that. Um, but in terms of looking at thumbnails, titles, you know, when we do the channel reviews, you can actually just preview one because we've got some replays there, and you'll see the type of information that comes out of those. Um, when it comes to the suggestions for the free or affordable music, um, we have a free music resource that we created for content creators called Creator Mix. Um, if you just go to CreatorMix.com, you'll find that. Um, you I'm can also shown it on the screen right. Now. Okay, he's showing it on the screen right now. And then we also have, uh, well, not we, but there's also um, services that people use a lot for, you know, high quality music and sound effects as well um, that come with a fee, like a subscription. Um, those services are Epidemic Sound. Um, there's another one called Artlist. So with Creator Mix, um, we have a small library, but it's really good music and it's, uh, you know, it's free. And then with Epidemic Sound, they have a pretty vast library and um, uh, they also have sound effects as well. So, um, so you know, between the you know between those three you should be able to find you know everything it is that you need um, in addition to that YouTube also does have some music resources as well um, it's a little bit weird though with licensing and you know how they take up you know percentage of the ad revenue and all that kind of stuff so I would definitely you know look into the details of that before you use it but a lot of content creators do use it and you know, and they're happy you know giving up you know a, a small percentage of what it is that they uh, they make to use the the, the YouTube music as well Got so sticker. hopefully that helped Super sticker. I fun Chris. Thanks for the super sticker, man. I appreciate it. 
Um, are you, um, do you use Artlist? No, I don't. Um, I have an Artlist subscription, but I've only used it a, a, a few times. They've got great they, they do stuff. have great stuff. Fantastic yes, they stuff do. over there. My, my default, though, you know how it is. Like when you get used to using a service, it's just like when it's like, oh, I need this, and then you just go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's just kind of like, uh, you know, it's just kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, get whatever works for you. you yeah. Know? Get whatever works for you. Like, Artlist has some really good, like, radio ready stuff oh yeah. yeah yeah really good stuff um eugene brown says what made you decide to go with um tubebuddy over vidiq um a lot more tools um everything is like you know extremely accurate when it comes to tubebuddy um but they also have like an entire suite of tools with um with vidiq it's more of like search engine based they're doing some ai stuff now um but uh with tubebuddy it has a lot more things um that you know that help you with your channel as a content uh, creator, I recommend that you use every tool that you possibly can that helps you in any way, shape, or form. So I'm not dumping on vidIQ in any way, shape, or form. Um, as a content creator, I would just use anything that you possibly can to help you in any possible way because this stuff is not easy, and any little edge that you can get um, is definitely helpful. I love TubeBuddy's A-B testing tool for thumbnails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that particular feature is something that vidIQ doesn't offer, and it's a pretty core one um, for the A-B testing tool um, to where it basically will swap your thumbnails out. You upload two thumbnails into it. It'll swap them out, um, and then it will give you a full report letting you know where people responded to them best, what traffic sources um, they responded best. So, for example, if you're like, hey, I'm trying to get this, you know, to get my traffic from search because I'm trying to bring attention to my business or something like that, um, or, you know, I've got like this, you know, thing that I'm making money from as an affiliate or something like that, then in that particular case, you would look and you'd be like, hey, um, you know, people typically respond better to this one in search. So I'm going to go for, you know, for that one. So, um, so it's really helpful in that capacity. Build with Mooney is our next question. They upload every other day. They've been on YouTube for less than six months. They do woodworking content. The goal of the channel is to have fun and pass on information. They love teaching. That's cool. Um, the question is, I've been uploading shorts to grow my channel, and I think I've learned enough to go back to long-form content, make them better, and shorter for long-form. Um, I'm getting views on my shorts, and two of them just passed 100K in less than a month. Nice work. Congratulations to you for that. Um, the question is, after making 50 short videos, I feel I'm better, but I haven't had a aha moment yet. Will it come? I learned the hard way that titles are definitely the most important besides a good video. So um, as you progress through all of this stuff, then you're going to have tons of aha moments. So, you know, like there, there's some things that I still have aha moments. Me too. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. there's some stuff that during this stream, you're going to you're going to hear it. And, you know, depending on where you're at in the journey, it might not even make a ton of sense. But there's going to be a point to where, you know, that type of information just based on wherever it is, you know, in terms of, you know, your 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 knowledge of all this stuff, um, they'll come to a point where you're gonna make, oh God, that's that's what everybody that's been talking about this is what they actually mean when they say it. But like one of one of the funny things, D, is um on Reddit, people well, why will actually say, why do you say one of the funny things then D? Because I'm 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 talking to you directly. Okay. So one of the funny things, D, that's kind of how conversation works. <laughs> But but, well, but I, yeah, I didn't but, know though if you were like gonna start like you know talking bad about me or something. Oh no 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 you've no! Been, you've been no I'll save that for later. You've been on me all day today. Yeah, I'll save that for later. Okay. Yeah. Like one of the funny things the, that you do. Yeah. That's what I thought you were gonna say. Yeah 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 yeah. I'll save that for later. Okay. Um. But but uh, uh on Reddit you'll see people like dumping on like you like YouTube help channels and stuff and it's kind of funny because uh you know like one of the things with like this type of content is you know for a lot of people you know like th you know the things the stuff makes sense but like one of the things that you know you'll see them saying is that uh, that all the information is like extremely like you know basic stuff and common knowledge
knowledge, things that everybody knows, stuff like that. Um, but the funny thing is, is like once you like learn more, then everything starts making a lot more, you know, a lot more sense. And then you get to start seeing, you know, a little bit more of the nuance and, you know, and what it is that everybody shares. But um, but just for clarity on that side of thing, if you are one of those people, remember that YouTube does have free resources for you as well. So if you go to youtube.com slash creators, um, they have educational resources for you there as well. And then also if you go to the Google help pages, um, if you just go to google.com and then you look for YouTube help pages, um, then in that particular case, they also have a whole bunch of educational material for you there as well. Um, that can also help you, you know, kind of better, you know, get a handle on this stuff. Cause you know, there's, there's a lot of moving parts, so to speak at the end of the day, you just got to make yeah. good videos, but there's a ton of nuance in, in, in that. Yeah, you know, just a side note here, since you're doing a work, woodworking channel, just, you know, have a realistic expectation. You're doing great with your shorts. You're getting some views on there. But just think in terms of, you know, how long it took you to become really good at what it is what you're doing with woodworking. Mm -hmm. Think about the process that you went through when you first started. You were probably making a lot of mistakes and you probably, you know, picked up lots of tips and tricks along the way. You learned, you know how to do things against the grain or with the grain, you learn probably different tools that work better than it. Same exact thing with YouTube, right? So you're gonna go through this process just like you did with woodworking to where you're a beginner, you make a lot of mistakes and you think you figure it out a little bit, right? Just step by step, you're gonna figure it out. People come into social media and they think this should be different than every other part of my life. It should be easier. Yes, I mean, it's, it's just not. like everything. Yeah, it's gonna be like not. woodworking, playing an instrument, playing a sport, getting into shape, learning about nutrition, whatever. It's all the same. You gotta learn, you gotta, you, you gotta, Put in your reps or plank or, or, or sand your boards however rep <laughs> right, right right sand your boards is what i'm trying to right, say right hit the ring and lose some rounds yeah <laughs> like uh uh chad garber says why is your video not as high quality today um i'm not sure um so is anybody else seeing that um out of curiosity mm. like there's settings within the video player so it could be that um like if you just click on the little cog icon then you'll uh you know you'll see that in there and then you can check the resolution that you're getting um but is anybody else does it seem like it's a lower quality today um it could be you great. know how it's kept streaming through i'm not sure great just one more thing for me to worry about over here so <laughs> trying to stress d out today hey super chat paul dixon how you doing man? hey paul hope super you're doing great man chat. says um how do you decide when to add chapters to a video or do you just let youtube auto add them um so for me one of the things that i do when it comes to um he says that he's really quick silver seeker says that he's watching in 1080p but it definitely looks fuzzy okay interesting yes i wonder if it's the uh so this one says it looks perfect. Yes, yeah, so right, it probably depends fine. on the device. It looks 720p. Hmm. Very clear. Man, we got like a so, mixed bag here. So it might be CDN wise on YouTube side. So that could be what's going on too. Yeah. Um, but um, in terms of deciding when to add chapters to the video, um, not every video is chapter worthy. So for example, like let's say that you are like a vlogger and you need to tell a story and people need to get through that story for everything to like make sense. Um, then in that case, it doesn't really add much or it doesn't really make much sense to add chapters to it because if somebody jumps to a different part in the video, then in that case, they're gonna lose all the context that might be needed for later in the video. Um, but if you're doing like educational content, things like that, um, then in that case, you know, if you're doing like a, hey, here's 10, things that will help you with your live stream, right? Then in that case, you know, having it to where people can quickly jump to those 10 things is advantageous um, for the viewer experience. But another thing is you can also um, optimize your chapters um, as well in terms of, you know, um, building uh, like titles around them. And then when you do that, that also gives the opportunity to show up in other places like Google and things like that just for the chapters. Um, so because of that, you know, there are those types of advantages mm -hmm. attached as well. But for me personally, um, I'll use them 
when it comes to, uh, you know, where it's like, hey, this is like a long piece of content. And there's going to be some parts in this that I know that, you know, my viewers, some of them are going to be like, oh, yeah, Nick said this like, you know, 20 times. So like some in some some of those pieces of content, I'll add chapters to them just so people can like get past some of those parts. So uh, Renee added some context, uh, YouTube creator liaison. 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 He says uh, adding chapters can encourage skipping, but can also prevent abandonment because people might see something of interest to go to rather than leaving. I use chapters all the time now. Hmm. It was something that I was kind of hesitant to do at first because uh, you had, you, YouTube didn't used to put them up right underneath the video, right? It was just, you would have to go down and see the timestamps. But now that they're putting those up underneath yeah, in the player, in yeah. their player, mm -hmm. and if yeah, you're and under, yeah. and depending on how you're watching, the, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. it, it might even put them up on the side. Uh, I find them so incredibly helpful when I'm in a position where I'm like, okay, you're wasting my time. Right. Like I'm here for a specific thing. You're wasting my time right now, but I appreciate the fact that you've detailed this out. Yeah. So I'm going to stick around and I'm going to watch this stuff. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So some other feedback here, like we got legal minded friends. Uh, Karen Cole says um, it's perfect. 1080p. No fuzzy here in England. Looks fine. And I'm running um, another YouTube vid for the kiddo. So, yeah. So, so yes, yeah, so there's some Chantel decent feedback said here. look a little soft. Oh, OK. OK. So maybe maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll figure that out later. Yeah. But um, uh, PSBs worldwide of ports says uh, they upload one time per week or more to travel vlog. And the goal of the channel is to show people how much fun a cruise vacation can be and eventually get monetized. The question is, YouTube recommends my own videos to me in my feed after I publish them. If I don't click on them and watch, will it negatively affect the algorithm? No, I wouldn't worry about that too much. Like YouTube knows that it that it's your channel. They know, you know, they know that information. So uh, I wouldn't worry about it. YouTube knows the that it's your channel because you're logged in. They know based on the device that you're watching. They know based on your IP address, all of that stuff. So yeah, it's, it, it, don't even worry about that. Um, let's see here. So next up on the list, we've got Irvine Mesa. Irvine Mesa um, says that they do web coding tutorials. They've been on YouTube for a year or more. The goal of the channel is to teach new beginners how to master and be pro web developers. <laughs> Uh, What's funny? Uh, in here it says um, to teach new beginners how to master and be pro web developers. Oh, and I just thought how? I just thought it was funny. Yeah, it was supposed how? to be how, but yeah, I just it just tickled me for some reason. I don't yeah. know. Um, but the question is, um, <laughs> the, the, get them off the street, man. The, 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 get them off the street. <laughs> the question is, um, it took me two years since 2021 um, to reach 1,250 subscribers, but now I want to target um, uh, uh, 10,000 subscribers. What skills oh do you think God. that I should learn in order to reach 10,000 subscribers? This is a fantastic question. Mm. So, um, let me record this one. Hang on. So. The very first thing you should think about if you are trying to take the leap from like 1,250 subscribers to 10,000 subscribers as fast as humanly possible is to make sure that you first understand the content on your channel that's currently performing well when you publish it. So what I mean by that is if you have different types of content that you make. So for example, if you're doing coding tutorials, then in that case, let's say that you're doing coding in Python and then you're doing coding in JavaScript and then you're just putting together some like CSS stuff and you're doing those types of tutorials then what you can do because you already have the data for that content is you can use YouTube's grouping feature, which is in your YouTube analytics advanced mode. And when you use that particular feature, you can say, okay, I'm going to add all of my Python videos to this 
group. I'm going to add all of my uh, CSS videos to this group, all my JavaScript videos to this group. Um, and then you can compare them against each other to see what it is that people typically respond to best overall as a content set based on whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish with your channel. So for example, in this case, you're looking for which content drives the most subscribers. So you could say like, hey, when I publish these Python tutorials, um, like for whatever reason, like my view to subscribe ratio on these are crazy compared to my CSS tutorials. Um, then if the goal is getting the subscribers, then you could double down on that content for a period of time or just prioritize that content. Still make the other stuff, but you know, prioritize on that content that typically helps you serve your goal. You can use that for, you know, view counts. You can use that for CPMs, like everything. Um, but you get to look at the content set as a whole to see what it is that people, you know, respond to um, at the highest level based on what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Um, you can also figure out which content, you know, loses the most subscribers as well. Um, and when you're looking at that information, you might find that, you know, maybe one type of content generates more, but another type of content, um, you know, makes people leave more. You can also do this with formats where you're comparing, you know, like long form regular content against like long form live stream content and those sorts of things as well. Just get an overall feel on what it is that people respond to and then double down on the things that are, you know, that, that, that are performing best out of the different things that you offer on your YouTube channel. In addition to that, um, in terms of the skills, because that's just a quick tip in terms of like figuring out on your channel what to do. Um, and then also just as a quick side note um, for this, also make sure that you have everything interlinked. So the goal there is to make sure that it's easy for people to find more content in your channel as quickly and easily as possible so that they can binge watch so that one, um, they can you know just get into what it is that you're doing. With every video that they watch, they get to know you a little bit better. And with every video they watch and they see more and more value with what it is that they offer. So therefore, you create a, a bigger opportunity for yourself for them to subscribe to your YouTube channel with the more content that they watch. Um, but when it comes to the skill sets, um, a couple of things is I would look into copywriting. Um, I would look into uh, design. And when it comes to design, like, you know, you don't have to learn like everything about design, but I would definitely look into like, you know, color theory. And I would look into um, like, you know, how to actually put something together, you know, when it comes to design. Um, because, you know, those types of things are valuable when it comes to thumbnails. The copywriting is valuable when it comes to your titles and being able to get that, you know, response, you know, through written text. Um, and then from there, I would also look into photography um, content, uh, basically that teaches the concepts of photography because like framing and you know those types of things are important in terms of just helping you make better content that is just more comfortable for viewers to watch, as weird as that sounds, but it's a thing. Um, in addition to that, um, let's see here, look into any type of, you know, presentation, um, you know, content for public speaking, that sort of thing um, that will help you get your presentation together. Um, since you are doing tutorial content, another thing that I would look into is teaching, because when it comes to teaching, um, there are also, you know, concepts with teaching that, you know, that you would be able to apply to what it is that you're doing as well to help things better resonate with people. So little details like, you know, for example, like at the end of your videos, maybe kind of recap something, you know, things like that. Uh, but basically, like how you actually structure the information if you're teaching it is a little bit different than if you're just like putting something together, you know, as somebody that doesn't know about any of the teaching, you know, stuff. So, um, so I would definitely look into all of those types of things. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, uh, the thing that, you know, you need to make sure that you're also focusing on, on the channel side is, you know, make sure that you're paying really close attention to how people are responding to what it is that you're doing. Pay really close attention to your audience retention reports on your video, pay really close attention to your um, click-through rate and in the different traffic 
traffic sources for your click-through rate so you can understand where people are actually finding you from. Um, in addition to that, make sure that you're paying attention to how people complete your videos, pay attention to new versus returning viewers, um, because you know th that type of information lets you know. Like if you're only serving subscribers or almost all of the people that are watching your videos are subscribers, then in that particular case, it's gonna be hard to you know quickly get to 10,000 subscribers. But if you're making content that is pushing into new audiences, and I'll talk about how to do that here in a second, but if you're making content that's pushing into new audiences, then in that case, that gives you that opportunity because you're reaching people that are not already subscribed, and it gives you that opportunity to actually convert those people into subscribers because they're not already a part of the channel, right? But when it comes to going into uh, broader audiences, the idea there is since you are doing web coding tutorials, and I mentioned Python and all that, sorry about that, but um, since you are doing web coding tutorials, start talking about topics that are extremely broad when it comes to uh, web coding. So of course, you know, you want to have, you know, the content where you get down to the nitty gritty, I'm guessing, but, um, but just think like when you're publishing a web tutorial um, or a tutorial on web coding, the whole idea is if this is accessible to a lot more people that are trying to learn coding, then in that particular case, I have an opportunity for this to get in front of more people just for them to even click on it and even be interested in the content in the first place, right? But if you are just narrowed down to something, like let's say for example, like uh, you know, like how to you know do a 301 redirect in your HT access file, right? If that's what you're focused on, then in that particular case, there's there's going to be a, a you know a much smaller amount of people that are going to be interested in that compared to. I don't even know if people use Dreamweaver anymore. So if this is, you know, if, if this software isn't what people use anymore, you know, I apologize. But, um, but you know, um, uh, you know, like how to, you know, set up Dreamweaver to uh, 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 like how to, I'll, I'll go with the concept instead of a title. But basically, if you made a video about how to set up Dreamweaver, um, you know, for efficiency, then in that particular case, then, you know, anybody that uses Dreamweaver then would be a good candidate for that video compared to people that were just trying to figure out how to do a 301 redirect, right? So because of that, it just opened you up to more people um, in that sense. So you just want to think about, okay, for the topics that I'm publishing, I need to make sure that everything that I'm putting out is as wide as possible, but still within the niche and still, you know, Know, targeted at the people that I'm trying to reach, which is the very last step of, you know, the information I'm going to share um, with your question is, and this is going to sound kind of counterintuitive, but get extremely clear with who it is that you're trying to reach with your content. Like, you know, you're doing web coding tutorials, you're trying to help, you know, web developers, you're trying to teach beginners, you know, how to master um, and be pro web developers, but try to figure out exactly where in that beginner process they are. Um, and by doing that and, and spreading that information on your YouTube channel, um, it's going to also help with that process. So for example, somewhere in your video, it, maybe it's your, you know, introduction where you're, you know, letting people know what it is that you're, you know, offering them or whatever, let people know, um, you know, yeah, on this channel, you know, I help, uh, you know, turn, you know, I'll help turn, you know, beginner, uh, you know, web developers into professionals. And by doing that, you're spreading awareness about exactly what it is that you do with your content. Because if you don't add that awareness about what it is that you do, then people can come in, they can interact with your content. And then, you know, from there, they, that might just be the one video that they watch. But if you let them know that your entire channel is based around helping them get from here to here, then one of the things that does is that's like, oh, 
all the, okay, so it's a lot more than this, just this video. Because as content creators, we assume that people know what it is that we do. But in reality, if a new person, because you're trying to get them to subscribe, right? If a new person comes into your YouTube channel from one video, all they know about you and what it is that you offer is that one video. And for all they know, that could be a one-off video. That could be the first video on your YouTube channel. Um, that could be, you know, a piece of content that isn't like the other content that you make or whatever. So because of that, when you start spreading that awareness, it just informs people that you're a resource for that type of content. Um, so I would do all of those things. All right. That was quite the answer. Next question. I was like dozing off over here. Were you? Yeah. That was like, that was like a 15 minute answer. <laughs> was it really that long? Dude. Nice. 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 You could make an entire Hey, I wanted video. to make sure they had what they needed. Yeah. Right? Listen, listen. If you don't if you didn't understand after that one, wait until this next one. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I yeah, so people are saying the front camera is a little soft. Oh, okay, okay. So this is funny. So I went over there to to try to refocus it. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to like just tap the audio because I, I can't mess with the manual focus here. So I was just gonna try to tap it on your face mm -hmm. and you kept doing this with your hand and covering your face the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, come on, come on. Oh. Like, and I kept tapping it and it was like hitting your arm. And I'm you're like, like, no. I know you're, you're like <laughs> I got another super chat. Super chat. History, thank you for the super chat. Super uh, appreciated. Says, this week was my first uh, time seeing that another channel uploaded two of my videos start to finish on YouTube. I was able to have them taken down. What, um, what, what can I at? do? What are you looking at? Her, her super chat. No, a different super chat. Oh. Um, what can I do? Hold on. Let's see here. Doo -doo -doo. Pick one. Pick one. Let me show it. Keep, keep, keep. I only have one. I think you might be looking at another one that came in. I'm looking at the one from um, T's Hot Mess History. Key, uh, Nick's fan TV it came in before hers. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't see that one. Yeah. Okay, so let me answer hers real quick, and then I'll um, okay. and then I'll go back to that one. So um, uh, it says first time seeing another channel uploaded to the videos. I was able to have them taken down. What can I do when this happens on TikTok? My content is being used there too. So what you want to do is first welcome to being a content creator. Um, but basically, and I know you're like an established content creator, but I'm just saying like, you know, this is just part of the thing. People do this, unfortunately. Um, but there's two approaches that you can take. The first approach is I'm going to submit a DMCA takedown that stands for Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Um, and all of these platforms have a place where you can go to to submit those. I believe TikTok has like a report video and you can report them directly. Report it for that directly? Yeah, yeah okay. I think it's like report video, I think unless they change it to where you can just go in that way and do it. But but yeah, you want to go through those avenues though to um, to submit that so that you can you know claim ownership of those videos and have them taken down. There's that approach. The other approach is um, if they are you know highlighting you and what it is that you do in some way, then in that particular case, the the approach that some people take is like, hey, if they're going to be there and you know they're spreading awareness about me because I mention who I am in the videos and what it is that I offer, and you know maybe I mention you know a website or something like that, then some people just let people keep it up because then in that case it kind of helps them grow their brand. So you know people have different you know approaches for this. So um, of course you know do with that you know what you will, but. Um, uh, I would at least do the DMCA takedown if you're going to take it down, though. Yeah. So as creators, and I've went through this myself, uh, we have this idea that, oh, my God, you're stealing this thing and I work so hard on it. You shouldn't be getting any credit for it, sure. especially especially if you're trying to make money on mm -hmm. it. And I, and I don't disagree with you, but I would say this. If it's in a situation where um, they're getting a lot of views and they've left your logo on there or your branding something I mean, where it's clear if they've yeah if they've left and this is just totally up to you 
but you know this is and if you can look at your analytics and attribute like a spike in traffic yeah. when that video was published right 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 like, yeah what i'm trying to say is if it, it, sometimes people can steal your videos and put it out and it can link back to you people can actually start looking for you and go oh, i love this creator i love this video who's this from and maybe your channel name is listed in it or maybe there's a url in the description if it can if it's sending anything back to you um, and the video is doing well perhaps consider leaving it if it's beneficial to to your to, to growth of the video itself and it's coming back to your channel um but you're not getting anything from it i like to go with the scorched earth yeah uh, idea totally that one. Yeah. I'll, I'll burn people alive yeah if they just but, steal it and then they're trying to like obscure like any yeah. like watermarks and things yeah, like that yeah, and they're, yeah, they're yeah. taking the effort to like Scorch make sure you're removed from it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah take yeah. them down yeah some yeah and i i <laughs> I shouldn't even be saying this. Sometimes, I, sometimes people will like steal one video, and I won't do anything, hoping they'll steal like two more, mm. and then I'll burn them up. Mm. Yeah, because here's the thing: if you get three content strikes within the ninety day period, you get your channel terminated. Yeah. So. Do so with there's that. that. Do yeah. with that information what you will uh, on YouTube. So um, Nick's Fan TV says, can you talk about the strategy of manually adding more ads to your videos to increase revenue? So the whole idea there is um, is just simply using the um, you know your mid roll ads and then just adding you know just adding videos or adding you know places that your your mid rolls will show up more. Keep in mind that just because you select it there doesn't mean that everybody's going to see it, but you just increase the amount of people that are seeing those ads. So some people will make longer content um you know as long as they can keep people engaged they'll make longer content just for the sake of being able to put more uh mid-roll ads and just having them spaced a little bit further apart so um when it comes to you know adding those um it's definitely you know something that that you can do but at the end of the day you know just make sure that you're you know that you're that you're not over doing it i mean even with that even when you do overdo it um you know youtube does have like an ad tolerance of source but it's not always perfect so you know typically somebody shouldn't see ads back to back and stuff like that but sometimes it happens um so just keep that in mind when it comes to the viewer experience but overall though um, by using those mid-roll ads and adding them into your content um you are you know giving yourself the opportunity to increase the revenue coming into your youtube channel yeah i want a little clarity i i actually let people if i notice they're stealing like like you're like this person's stealing my content mm -hmm. like a one-off i'll let them usually get more than that I'll, I'll let them get like you know sometimes four sometimes, mm -hmm. and i'll burn them up that way mm -hmm. Th that way there's no way out sure there's no way out yeah. you're just getting bombed bomb yeah. bomb bombed and see ya so and then uh, always, we have a new you member an email i'm so sorry i'm yeah. so sorry sorry you weren't sorry when you were taking it yeah yeah, yeah. um so uh the fix it shed welcome to the nimanati so when welcome you get the chance to the when you get the chance, go to NimmonVIP.com. Um, that's going to redirect you to our members-only Facebook group. Fill out all the information um, on the way in because that's uh, you know that's how we verify that you are a channel member. And if you can do that before the stream is over today, I'll add you in there. Um, you know, once the uh, stream comes to an end uh, today. And um, also, um, as a heads up, you like your timing's good because we're going to be doing uh, a members live stream coming up this week as well. So I got some fun stuff for that. So um, let's see here. So next up on our list, we've got Cooking with Denise, 999. That's uh, the channel name added a 999 on Yes. Mm -hmm. I would love to know the significance of 999. Yeah, maybe, they, maybe Cooking luck. with Denise was taken. Still 999 came out of somewhere. Yeah. Could have been a 111 or an 874. Right. Yeah, it could I'm have been just a three two six. All of the numbers up to nine 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 were taken. Yeah, so, maybe, maybe. Yeah, they're like, like I tried nine hundred ninety eight <laughs> times to get this name. Right. Yeah. She's like, 
Cooking with Denise, <laughs> 998. Oh, come on. <laughs> Just kill her. Are you kidding me? Come yeah. on. 999. Cook celebration all over the place. Yeah. Got Woo. Got yeah. It. Yeah. Calling people. I got it. I got the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chantel says that 999 is an, an emergency number for okay. the uh, for the UK. Yeah, I would just love to know the story. But I'm fascinated with names like that when they put numbers in it. Yeah. yeah but wh where'd you get the number? Yeah, like wh where'd it come from? Yeah, tell Was me the story. Was that like a recommendation? Because I know YouTube will yeah, recommend yeah, numbers yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. too. Tell me, I, I got to know the story. Tell me the story. So really quick, we got another uh, another uh, super chat super here. Uh, get rich or die scratching. Love, love it. That. Says, uh, thank you. Um, I used uh, your... I used to frequent your channel um, for education. My channel is now 100,000 subscribers with four to $6,000 uh, in monthly revenue. Thank you. High five and fist bump to you wow. for uh, for getting your play button and for adding value okay. to people that will, you know, cause that to come and for being able to, you know, generate, you know, a nice, you know, consistent uh, revenue from your YouTube channel. Nice work. Why did and thank you, you for the at, super chat. Yeah, first of all, congratulations. <laughs> but with you, why did you look at me? Why did you give me that look when you said you got your play button? I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. I've got it on camera right here. No, I didn't. I got it. You eyeballed me. You did a quick little eyeball and you looked over. But I didn't. I'm I not sure. Got it on camera. I'm not sure. I, I didn't say anything about play button. I've I said 100K. We've got the entire <laughs> internet saw it. The entire internet just saw you do that. Uh, but it I was, looked at you? It was your eyeballs went. Kick, kick. Oh, okay. Because, yeah. because uh, yeah, I was like, oh, man, you oh, got 100K. It. And I was going to say, and then you, your yeah, eyes. Yeah, Creator Classroom says, hey, you got 100K. Don't let uh, <laughs> don't let Nick hold that play button. She didn't say that See? you got 100K part. Look. She says, don't let Nick hold your play button. See? Totally. You said play. Yeah. <laughs> Chad, right? Oh, Here we go. My great. people. Who's got my back? <laughs> Who's got my back, people? Did he say play button oh. or not? Okay, so next up on our list here, um, and, and, and we've got the uh, cooking button. channel that we uh, that he we're that we got to go to. So the goal of the channel is to share my cooking. And the question is, this is a really long one, um, so I'm going to try to summarize this the best that I can. So they've uploaded four shorts, and all of them have had copyright claims. Or the last four, um, it says it doesn't affect their channel. It's not a strike. Um, they're subscribed to Epidemic Sound and use their oh, yeah. rights to the music. Here we go again. I disputed the first two claims, and Epidemic came back and rejected the dispute. So maybe we need to make a video about this. I need to collect some information. Didn't Doug actually? Doug's making a video about this. So yeah, so I don't have to. Yeah, so um, so Doug's making a video about this problem, and uh, I think it was Doug that was making this video, wasn't it? Dean. Um. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so we missed a super chat too. Okay. Here yeah, I can, I can find it in Streamsy. Um. I don't think you can. Doug just alerted me that there is an issue with some super chats not showing up. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, so creative self therapy left a super chat, and we'll get to that after you. Oh yeah, I see that. Yeah, it's not showing yeah, up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So basically, what you're running into um, seems to be kind of a common problem with people that are using Epidemic Sound in um, shorts. So, from what I learned, the last live stream that we did is that. The reason that they are saying, or basically the reason that they're wanting to keep that claim on there is because when you click on the source of that song, for right, the for the shorts, the for the audio, source. then um, then all of the videos with that particular song is going to come up, which is basically bringing attention to Epidemic Sound. Let's just cut to the chase. Uh, for Shady. short form content, don't, don't use, use Epidemic, epidemic sound. sound. Yeah. Don't Long form, fantastic. Yes. Short form, don't use it. Yeah. yeah. But it, unless you want to deal with this uh, with this type of problem. Yeah. 
So yeah, so yeah, Doug said he's working on a larger uh, video that uh, that includes that. Okay, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a that's a yeah. short yeah, for so short form content. Up. Do not use epidemic sound. Yeah, and I hate man, how can we get that? How can we get that word out more? So yeah, Doug, when you're when you make Stop that video, using epidemic sound is your title. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so uh, yeah, no, like we got like 220 people in here right, right. now, and I'm like, how, how do we this? tell more right, people about hold on, this? Hold on, yeah. All right, yeah. help us workshop a title. Here's what I'm thinking: <laughs> screw epidemic sound. That's the title, or Epidemic uh, sound just hosed me. Something like that. <laughs> Let's workshop this title together. And you yeah, can stop the using one. epidemic sound on shorts would probably be the uh, would probably be the, the the win for that. Yeah. 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 Alert. Yeah. yeah. Alert. Yeah. Oh yeah. Alert. Stop using epidemic sound. Yeah. But you would, you don't want to put shorts because people might not click. Yeah. So yeah, you, you get a little clickbaity. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. I mean, that's the world we're living in. I'm yeah, sorry. it is. It, hey, it's how it is. Yeah, it's how it is. So um, next channel is iFun Chris. What's going on, Chris? Hope you're doing awesome. Um, the goal is to get 500 subscribers. The question is, um, I'm in a UK 1K uh, challenge with Think Media and to win the giveaway too. Um, and then he put the uh, link here. So good luck with that um, challenge and good okay. luck on the uh, giveaway there as as well, Chris. Chantel's got a title idea: Epidemic Sound or Dogs. <laughs> Ooh, not to dump on epidemic sound, no. but I but I think it's really uncool that um that they're yeah. you know doing that that you know sort of thing because that you know it's like that's just not you know part of their 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 service right like no. like like when you sign up for something like that and I don't want to spend too much time on this but like when you I'll when you sign up hours on it when you when you <laughs> sign up for something like that like you expect to not have those types of problems can we right? change the title instead of like three hours of YouTube growth tips and advice mm -hmm. it's just like three hours of dumping on epidemic sound. <laughs> <laughs> No, here's uh, the thing. I absolutely love Epidemic Sound. Yeah, they're, they're fantastic. They've they really got are. one of the best. I, yeah. I think Epidemic Sound and Artlist have the two best music yeah, libraries out there for long time. Sound effects, content. too. Yeah. Sound effects, yeah. yeah. Sound effects, too. I use them. I'm, I'm a Me paying too. subscriber. Me, too. Um, I on multiple. I've got, like, multiple Epidemic Sound accounts. I, yeah. I, 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 I am going to cancel my Epidemic Sound account uh, over this if they, if they fix this because I, I just think it's shady. Mm. I think it's shady. I think they're great. They have great music. Yeah, but I think it's a shady, shady practice. practice. Yeah, totally. And I just I don't like to spend my money. It's unethical. The, yes. Yeah. That's not where I spend my money. But if this is what they're doing with short form content, uh, I think it is super shady. Yeah. Super. Artless. Super, here we come. Super shady. Artless. Here we come. Yeah. Yeah. Call me. Yeah. Yeah. Call me. <laughs> and don't don't call me with like, hey, we're gonna give you a year service. Yeah. Don't call me with that. That's still like, uh, yeah. So Shark Scrapper <laughs> is our uh, next question. He's been on YouTube for a year or more. He does edutainment content. The goal of the channel is to promote scrapping, recycling, and shark conservation. The question is, please help me understand these new traffic sources. YouTube advertising. So YouTube advertising is if you or someone else um, runs ads on your, um, on your content are using your content. So there's a checkbox that you can select to cause them to not be allowed to do that. That's a new thing inside of YouTube. Hashtag pages are the hashtag results pages. So for example, if you watch any piece of content or like on your you know channel, if you use hashtags, if somebody clicks on a hashtag on any video on YouTube, then it takes you to a results page for that hashtag. Um, that's what that's what's happening there on the hashtag page. When it comes to the sound pages, that is from the sound that we were just talking about, the whole thing with Epidemic Sound. So like with uh, YouTube Shorts, when you click on the sound pages, um, then it goes in that way. Epidemic Sound, problems for creators. And then... <laughs> Not bad, Chantel. And then uh, it says, thanks for looking forward uh, to seeing you at VidSummit. Looking forward to seeing you at VidSummit as well, my man. So what I'm doing here, I'm just seeing if people have been paying attention for writing titles. Uh, That's what I'm really doing. Oh, uh, okay. Good, right? good, good. I gave good. them a topic. Yeah, I you're like, hey, let's see, let's see, yeah, see how, like, up to speed they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What good. I did Smart. here is I gave you a topic, and I want to see what kind of titles you come up with. Mm. Roger Wakefield in the house. What's going Roger, on, my man? Hope you are doing on. fantastic. Looking forward to seeing you in a few months as well over at VidSummit. 
Harris Welding and Friends. What's going on? Hope you're doing great. So um, Deep Fakery is the next uh, YouTube channel. They Deep do fakery. tutorials. Yep. Deep Fakery. Yep. They do tutorial content. The That's goal awesome. is to start a new YouTube channel. The question is, you've mentioned having a different email ad address for each separate channel. Can you talk about how you have um, set up and managed these different logins, connected apps, AdSense, etc.? So basically, the whole idea is just so you can kind of compartmentalize each individual Google account. Because with each, there, there's actually multiple layers to this. One is security. Um, it, two. It, do you want to clarify in terms of like... There, so there's an email account for setting up your account. Yes. And then there's a public facing email account. Yeah. So on the security separate side, those, yeah. Right. So you definitely want to separate those. So like your business inquiry email address as a heads up on your YouTube channel should not be the address that's connected to your YouTube channel. Um, so that's that's the first thing. But anyway, when it comes to the multiple accounts, though, um, the whole idea is you want to create brand new Google accounts for each YouTube channel that you have um, since you're starting a new channel. And the reason for that is it compartmentalizes everything um, so that everything about that particular account is all within that particular bubble right so you know you get you know Google Docs and you know all of that stuff that comes with that plus your YouTube channel so when you have all of that into one thing it just helps keep everything organized a bit um, in terms of logging into everything separately all you have to do there is when you are in logged into your YouTube channel if you click on your profile picture up in the top right hand um, side of the screen and then you click on switch account if you scroll all the way down to the bottom well in your case you probably have to have to scroll all the way down to the bottom it'll probably be somewhere um, underneath like the main account that you have um, but you're going to see a option that says add account and then from there you can just add the accounts that way to add them to where you can just quick quickly jump between the different accounts through the drop down um, other things that you can do there if you choose to, choose um, to. is you can also um, just add yourself as management for those other channels as well um, so then that way you just kind of create that extra layer of you know separation um, as well without it being you know directly connected there in case you know in case you know somebody gets access to like one account or something like that then the permissions are just a little bit limited for each additional account that they might be able to access through you know through like your laptop or something like that. Yeah, I want to answer this really uh, quick. But you can use LastPass also if you wanted to, to be able to log into like the different accounts and all of that. You could also use LastPass for that. Um, so Ka says, what happens if you have Epidemic Sound Music on old videos and you cancel your Epidemic account? Well, I have copyright strikes uh, on the old videos. So unless they've changed anything, which I don't yeah, believe they have. According to their rules. According yeah. to the rules, unless something has been updated, everything up until your, your, your account is actually canceled is covered you just can no longer use that music moving forward. So your mm -hmm. old video should be fine. If you have a problem with that, reach out to them. Download your invoice or your receipt so you can actually prove that you were part of Epidemic Sound at one time just in case you have some uh, issues in the future. But you're supposed to be allowed to yeah. continue to use that. In for theory. the time of uh, of the yeah. membership yeah so has. basically the, the whole the whole thing is like at the time of upload you have to be a subscribed member yeah. and, and, and then after that like if you cancel your account then um in theory you're supposed to be good to go yeah and, and doug makes a, an important point they don't strike they claim yeah. so most most people you know 98 percent and i just pull this yeah i mean it's it's <laughs> probably like if you want to get realistic it's probably like 96.9 <laughs> a, a, a percent of the the, the uh. copyright issues on YouTube, they, they'll try to claim it, which means that they any revenue that you have, they can they can take the revenue off the account. Yeah. A strike means you have to remove it. Mm -hmm. And it, it just makes sense if you think about it for music services to try to monetize uh, that video. Yeah. They make money on it. So a claim and a strike are two totally different things. Yeah. 94.7 possibly? <laughs> I think it's definitely 92. Yeah. 92.8. Okay. okay. So um, Stash 
Renee says they can, 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 you, can we get that data, <laughs> Renee, please? Stash, he wouldn't have epidemic sound data. No, no, no. Just in copyright claims. Oh, got it. Copyright. Got it, got it. Either, yeah, copyright problems on YouTube oh. in terms of claims or strikes. Oh, I would love to got know it, got it, got it, got how it. many of them are actually strikes. Mm. That's a good question, actually. I, I bet most of them are claims. Stash yeah. is our next uh, channel here to do baseball card collecting. The goal of the channel is to grow the collecting community. The question is, I used to live stream a lot, and I'm just getting back into making videos, and I focused on one minute as a length of video. I've been uploading them both as videos and shorts. Do you think this is a smart strategy, and what, if any, is an easy strategy to appeal to a wider audience? Thank you for your time. So when it comes, like if you're uploading the same video into the short shelf that you're uploading into the, you know, uh, you know, uh, regular, you know, video area, um, then in that particular case, you're uploading the same content to two, two different places and you don't want to do that. Um, <clears throat> instead, like pick one and, uh, and roll with it. Since they're a minute long, I would just upload them as shorts because that just gives you the opportunity to reach, you know, new people there. Um, and it's more appropriate for that. Technically though, if you have like a long form video, let's say you're doing animation, which you're not because you're doing baseball card collecting, but let's say that you're doing animation stuff, something like that, to where the amount of time that it takes you, like you can only put out videos that are like, you know, um, 58 seconds long and, you know, they're, uh, you know, 16 by nine aspect ratio. Then in that case, it would also be appropriate for like long form. But, um, at the end of the day, Hey, what's going on, Tom? Hope you're doing awesome. Tom Nash in the house. Um, but basically what you want to do is, um, is, you know, just think about like, okay, where am I trying to get like views from here and what is it that I'm trying to do? And then just upload into like that, that particular place. Um, next up we've got, oh, we did stash already. Next up we've got bottom line with booze bottom line with booze does lifestyle content the goal of the channel is to become a full-time content creator and live in my purpose and the question is should i discontinue pinning subscribe to my channels in the comments of every video yeah pin instead of pinning the option to subscribe unless you're in a, if you're in a period of time to where you're like hey you know what the thing that i'm trying to do right now is just get as many subscribers as i possibly can then in that case having that you know subscribe option in your pin comment is like a little reminder you know you know that works um however if you're like you know hey, i just want my videos to do as good as they possibly can so that more people will see my videos and more people will just enjoy my content and subscribe that way. Um, then in that particular case, um, instead of having a pinned comment that is reminding people to subscribe, pin a comment that leads people into a playlist of relevant content based on the videos that they're watching and try to create those longer viewing sessions on your um, particular YouTube channel. Because when you do that, you're compounding your views, you're getting more watch time, you're increasing your chances of them subscribing to the channel if they're not subscribed already. Um, like you're, you know, you're adding, you know, more of everything when you have people coming in and watching more of your content, you know, directly in that particular, you know, interaction on your channel. Um, but when they come in and they just subscribe and then they get lost in somebody else's content from the sidebar, then in that particular case, you just got that one thing, um, that one experience with them. And then now they're off, you know, watching somebody else. And depending on, you know, how good you are getting them to click and all that stuff they may or may not you know click on that next video that you upload or the next 10 videos that you upload so you want to make sure that you are making it super easy for people to find more of the content in your channel that they are likely to enjoy and the best way to do that is just thinking about it through the lens of if they're watching this video on uh you know this particular topic what would be a great playlist or video to send them into so that they can watch more videos that are similar in interest to this video that they're watching right now now. 
Next up, we've got watercolor watercolors with Jaylene. Um, watercolors with Jaylene says they do watercolor tutorials. The goal of the channel is to share some fun, creative watercolor painting. The question is: I recently got monetized, and when I check my analytics, the amount I've earned is one amount. And when I check the following day, it was less. Why would this be happening? Um, it could be that YouTube, because um, YouTube verifies views, they verify everything that's happening on the channel. So, what could be happening? <coughs> Excuse me. What could be happening? is um, basically like, you know, maybe some of those ad views or whatever, maybe, uh, you know, they weren't verified ad views and because of that, you know, it removed them from the, uh, from the system. So uh, we totally skipped that <laughs> super chat that I said we're going to get back to. So creative self-therapy, uh, apparently they sent a super chat and it didn't come through. They said... When did I, they send it? A while ago, but Doug's the one who sent it to me. Um, anyway, uh, they said, I just hit a thousand subscribers today. Uh, congratulations. How do I quickly hit 4,000 hours? They're trying to get monetized. So, um, of course, you know, the length of your videos and how people are, you know, um, interacting with that content in terms of how long they're watching it for. Um, that's, of course, going to, uh, you know, that's, of course, going to be a thing. Um, and then in addition to that, hold on really quick. I want to see something. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so the, the, uh, the, thing that I just explained about leading people into additional content, you want to make sure that every video on your YouTube channel has pinned comments, um, in screens. Um, in some cases, like if you go into your videos and you're like, hey, like halfway through the video, like everybody leaves this video, then at that moment in time, adding a YouTube card to the video right there, like just a little bit before people leave so that instead of just like total abandonment for everybody that goes through that, um, you might be able to capture some of those people and lead them into additional content. So doing those things are helpful. Um, since the goal is like, you know, watch time, leading people into playlists instead of just videos um, is definitely going to be advantageous. Also making sure that you're actively using your community feed is important because your community feed is one more place that is going to be presented um, or one more thing that's going to be presented to people that can pull them back into your YouTube channel. So you want to make sure that you are using your community feed, you know, run polls, share images, that kind of stuff. But as part of it, make sure that you're also sharing um, links to videos that typically perform well in your YouTube channel because not everybody that's interacting with your content has seen everything that you've done. And when you share your content in the community feed, it's going to pull in, you know, some people and they're going to watch that content. So when you are putting content in your community feed, community feed, you want to make sure that you are prioritizing content that has been proven to perform on your YouTube channel. So it's content that, you know, that people have already enjoyed. They typically watch it for, you know, a competitive amount of time or just a fair amount of time, you know, based on, you know, how it relates to your other content. Um, um, you want to make sure that you're sharing that type of stuff so that when they do click on it, then they come in, you know, and they enjoy the content. Um, of course, you know, live streaming like we do here, that's also another thing that you can do that can, you know, definitely stack up watch time as long as you have participants. So if you don't have people like hanging out during the stream, or if you don't have people watching the, the replays, then it's not going to do, you know, it's not going to help. But if you do have some people coming in, hanging out and all of that, then live streams can help. But, you know, some people are comfortable streams, other people are not. So that's going to be, you know, on your call. But, um, but you know, just making it easy for people to find content. And then, of course, just continuing to publish. Um, and just when you're publishing your videos, making sure that you are, you know, just keeping people interested in what it is that you're doing in terms of, you know, your audience retention so that, you know, they'll watch your videos for a longer period of time, therefore helping the videos perform better, helping them get in front of more people, which then, you know, causes that whole thing to, uh, you know, to generate a lot more watch time as well. I'm, I'm reading an email that was sent to me from Epidemic Sound. Oh. Really interesting. I'll, sh I'll share it with you later. Okay. Yeah. 
Next up, we really have confusing stuff. TD's really, really confusing stuff. TD's posse says they upload uh, one time per week or more. They do dance battles. We actually had a dance battle Man, here yeah, uh, locally. Today. Yeah, just today. Yeah, so we have a shopping mall um, here in our city. Um, and that. and at that at that shopping Imagine mall, that. people yeah. think you live in Southeast Asia and Thailand. Uh, if you haven't been here, they think you live in a hut, think or they, like, that you're in a hut. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah we got like awesome shopping malls here. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, here's the thing. That, that's one of the things. Like when I first came over here, when you're like, you know, hey, come over here. Like when I first came over, yeah. the the thing that blew me away more than anything else was like, holy cow, these shopping malls are incredible. Like, yeah. What do you mean I can get a massage before going to the movie? What do you mean I get like a silk blanket that yeah. I can cover myself with in the recliner when yeah. I'm like watching a movie? Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah, here, here's the fun thing: if you've never been to Asia. And some Asian country, you know, like Cambodia, not necessarily, you know, Myanmar doesn't have this, Laos doesn't have this, but, some, you know, some of the ma you know, major Southeast Asian, uh, you know, Malaysia, Japan, through China, Thailand, that sort mm -hmm. of thing, Philippines even, some of the shopping malls are, you wouldn't even believe Oh, they're incredible. It. You wouldn't yeah, even great. believe, even, mm -hmm. even if you're going to buy anything... They Philippines are, has some good malls too. Yeah, so I said Philippines. Yeah. They're like, they're like mega cities within themselves. They are, yeah. Which is weird because like in Western culture, a lot of the malls are just going away. They're going away because everybody's buying things online. Yep. But mm -hmm. here, it's more of a cultural thing to like hang out and, mm -hmm. and be in the malls. They're enormous. Yeah. Enormous. enormous and nice. Malls and really nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we did not dis uh, participate. Nikki, what's that? But um, she said, um, "Did you guys participate in the dance contest?" No, my popping and locking days are over. Yeah, they're behind yeah. me. Yeah. Like we're like I was gonna go up there and just do the centipede, you know, the whole time. But I was like, yeah, you know, probably not. They probably kick me out of here. I'd end up, you know, being ushered out by security. Yeah. But yeah, it, it gangsters was, don't dance. They boogie. We boogie. Yeah. 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 Leave it at that. So yeah. <laughs> who was that? Was Wish I would have thought of that. Was it Ice Cube? Um. Uh. Yeah, that's Ice Cube. Ice Cube. It was either him or Mac Ten. One of the two. Uh, Cube, one of the two said gangsters that. don't dance. They yeah. Boogie. I think Mac Ten might have actually been on that song. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, they do they do hip hop dance battles. The goal of the channel is to entertain fans of one particular uh, hip hop dancer. The question is, my channel blew up unexpectedly. Um, unexpectedly, it was initially just supposed to be a hobby site. This happens a lot, and if right. you if you do YouTube for a hobby, just be ready for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's been monetized since two months after I started. But I have no idea what I should do to monetize. Two Yep. That's incredible. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, congratulations on that. Um, but they have no idea what they should do to monetize it without alienating their subscribers. About 2,700 now. Help, please. So if you do dance battles, keep doing dance battles, right? People love watching, like, dance stuff on YouTube. Like, one thing that I would do in that particular case, if you're like, hey, I was doing this as a hobby. Now it's something that is, uh, you know, you know, like, you know, like this can turn into something. I would go and watch all of the like dance channels and start paying attention to like what it is that they do, um, how it is that they're shooting the content, things like that. And, um, you know, start thinking like, okay, how can I do something to where I can compete here? Um, to where I can like really, you know, stand out and just really give, you know, my viewers some like really cool stuff um, or give them some type of access. Like if you're going to, you know, dance battles, like if you're going there in person, then giving people some access that they don't necessarily, you know, or that they, you know, wouldn't necessarily have, um, you know, without watching your YouTube videos, some behind the scenes, you know, behind the stage type stuff, um, you know, I would definitely, you know, consider that. But in terms of what you should do to monetize it, you're already monetizing, right? If you're in the, um, if you're in the partner program, so that's going to happen um, already, you're going to be able to run ads. Um, but you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, hip hop content, 
uh, if you're on dance battles, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what you would what you would do there. But if you are doing the dan- dance battle content, then of course I would make like merch available. You can use Spreadshop.com for that. Um, you can do some type of crowdfunding where you just have like a buy me a coffee, you know, um, link in your video description, or you can do a Patreon where you share like exclusive content for people that are into that. Um, you know, you have those types of options. But um, but right now, like um, I would, you know, because you're, you know, you know, like this thing has kind of happened. So, um, so because of that, I would just be like, okay, people are enjoying this. So since they're enjoying this, I'm going to like really pay attention to, you know, like how people are responding to everything that I'm doing and just try to keep just giving people excellent content. And then on the monetization side, just put in some basic things like merch, come up with some cool merch ideas, have some merch made uh, or not made, but like spread shop is free. Um, so the idea there is you have like graphics made on like Fiverr, you can make them yourself and then you upload them into there. And then when somebody makes a purchase of that merch, then you get a commission for that. Um, so you can add those links to your video descriptions, all that, make that available. And then the buy me a call for your Patreon or Ko-Fi, whatever crowdfunding option that you use. Um, then, you know, that just gives people, it's kind of like a tip jar essentially. Um, so it just gives people the, uh, an option to be able to contribute to what it is that you're doing. And then when it comes to Patreon specifically, buy me a coffee and Ko-Fi are more of the tip jars. And then when it comes to Patreon, that's where you would offer something, you know, exclusive. And then you also have the other side of things. Like if you have tons of like dance content and you start being like, Hey, let's start teaching people how to dance and things like that. Um, there's also services like Uscreen at uscreen.tv. Um, and, uh, there you can create like your own like video on demand site where people pay like monthly fees to get exclusive content and things like that. So, you know, like what you're stepping into here, um, there's a lot of different things that you can do. It's just a deciding, you know, what's going to be the most lucrative or what it is that you're willing to do or that you want to do to, you know, to offer to people. Because, you know, for example, some people are like, yeah, I'm not going to do the crowdfunding thing because, you know, it's just weird. Um, Other people are like, yeah, I'm going to do the crowdfunding thing because it helps me, you know, make the content and keep this whole thing going and keep delivering, you know, value to people. So, you know, everybody has different views on all this stuff. So it's deciding, you know, which lane you want to be in. But one thing that I can tell you is the more monetization options that you can add to what it is that you're doing, whatever those happen to be, um, the better off you're going to be. And the reason for that is because, you know, sometimes, you know, like this thing over here is doing great and then it starts to decline, but it's okay because this thing over here is kind of carrying the weight right now. And then, you know, even like little things, right? Like I promote some stuff as an affiliate and, you know, those things I might make like, you know, 50 bucks, and, you know, for like that month or whatever. And it's like, oh, you know, this only brought in 50 bucks or 25 bucks or whatever the thing is. But, you know, over the course of the year, a bunch of those little things bringing in $25 a month, you know, it adds up. So, um, you know, because of that, just thinking like, what all can I, you know, apply to what it is that I'm doing? But hopefully in terms of the monetization options, um, hopefully you definitely got some uh, ideas there. So we've been corrected by multiple people. Um, About what? Uh, gangsters don't dance. We boogie is Mac Ten from West Side Connection. Also, oh, it is Mac Ten. Yeah, it Ice is Cube Mac- is Ice Cube is part of West Side Connection. Yeah, so, so yeah, you're there. So, so T I said and Mac also 10. Don Don. I thought why did I think it was Ice Cube? Like, no. I thought he was specifically the one who said that. Um, He's part. Am I too, too? Yeah, I, was, I'm not sure. Was he not part of that? He is a part of that. He is part of yeah, that. Yeah, he is That's part of that. I'm thinking yeah. Ice Cube. It's mm-hmm. been a long time. Yeah, it has. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Bow down. Yeah. That's yep. good stuff, man. Yep. We're going to crank that up when we're done today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, Crazy Maze Stash, just as a heads up, um, we have, I, I think I answered your question already, actually. So you put your question in the form um, about the separate email thing. We answered that. Uh, we answered that already. 
he's on it, man. So another thing as well, he's on it. <laughs> uh, another thing as well is um, uh, Shark Scrapper also mentioned, you know, like sponsorships, you know, possibly as well with like, you know, maybe clothing manufacturers, things like that. And another thing too, like since we're talking about that, like in your particular case, you know, with the dance content, the power of YouTube, like once, you know, you can tap into that, like, you know, some people will launch like full-blown clothing brands and, you know, things like yeah. that off of their YouTube channels. So there's tons of opportunity here. The The first thing that you have to do though, is like, you know, be like, okay, this is what they're coming to me for. And then understand that. And then once you get that, then you can, you know, figure out exactly what it is that you want to do. Some monetization options are going to require a ton of work. And in some cases will turn into like a full-blown side business. Other things will be just really passive where you just set something up, drop links in your description and then you know people will you know use those things so um it, it's all going to depend on your approach but tons of opportunity here on youtube um, and i'm glad that you are going to be able to tap into it next up we did tds oh, okay yep that's it how are we doing on questions um we are at number 16 16 on a yep. roll yep. so if you're just joining us and you're wondering how you can ask a question go down into the description unfold the description underneath this live stream you're going to go down there and find a form and drop your question in the form and it's first come first serve mm -hmm. roger wow. wakefield says sponsorships really work absolutely they do i heard you're doing pretty well in sponsorships her hill review is our next question here they upload one time per week or more they do movie and tv show reviews the goal of the channel i see roger sorry to interrupt i see okay. roger like his, i'll see his videos and i notice i'll have like tool company banner i'm just mm. like go roger yep, go roger right go i love seeing that stuff yeah i know some I know, people yeah, I yeah. some people when they look at content creator like here right we got this big two buddy sign yeah some like, people would look at that and be like oh yeah i'm not i'm not gonna participate in this they're just here like you know promoting this or whatever but it's like i see that and i'm like yeah you go get it Right, like in Roger's yeah. case, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, get it, Roger, get yeah. it. Yeah, it's yeah. great. I, yeah, I'll, I'll see. Yeah. Or whatever creator, like if they yeah. have like an ad spot in the video, I'm like, yeah, get it, get yeah. it. You know, what? I love it. So yeah, here's a, a real short. Sorry, this could turn into a long conversation. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, a lot of people hate creators who are trying to make money, mm. and I think that's so weird. Yeah, it? but they'll I, enjoy their content for free. Don't yeah, yeah yeah yeah. They'll enjoy the content for free. Yeah. And they themselves wouldn't mind making money, right. but there's a, I, I see it a lot on Reddit where yeah, people are really they come down on, on on creators trying to make money, and mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, man, this is this is uh, this is a job for some people. Right. This is extra income for some people. Mm -hmm. This could be the difference between keeping your lights on right. for another month for some people. Right. Uh, listen, man, if you're a creator and you can find out, you know, an, an ethical way to get monetize, yours, yeah, you can find out an ethical way to monetize mm -hmm. your channel, man. Do it. Yeah. There's no shame in making money get, at all. Get that money. Yep. Who said that? Get that money. Not sure. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably everybody. T, T who said yeah. that? Get that paper, something like that. Teardrop <laughs> Nebraska. Thank you for the super chat or the super sticker so, there. Uh, super appreciated. Roger says that's why. That's why people, people don't like me. Yeah. Uh, but your sponsors like you though. Your sponsors and your like hardcore viewers, they yeah. like you. Yeah. We like you, Roger. Yeah, we love you. But no, I mean that's just you know, especially like in Roger's case, Roger's been in the work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. He, I can't open up any app. I open up Instagram and there's Roger. I, I just can't escape him. Go to YouTube, there's Roger. Yeah. I walk into my own bathroom and I think about Roger. Right, right. There's no escaping. Ro Ro Roger, Roger for me is like uh, is like trying to get away from like Jason Voorhees from Friday 13th. Nice. Right? Nice. Like everywhere I go. That's the like second Roger. Jason Voorhees reference I've heard this week. Really? What are the odds of that? I don't know. Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe I should, I just, maybe I should start there. watching my back. <laughs> yeah, Roger's there, man. Like, oh, Love man. it. Oh, but I've been through. I get, you know, I bet, hold on. I get, get, hold on. So while he's looking that up, <laughs> if he's not on Instagram right now, I'll be shocked. So um, uh, for here, for um, let's see here, her here review. The movie and TV show reviews, the road to 1K, representing more uh, female film critics is the goal. And the question is, I look at my analytics and can't tell why people aren't watching or dropping off. Um, I've watched tons of videos. How do you know what to improve? So this is a fantastic question. So what you want to do when you're looking at your audience retention reports is you want to look at what happens before the drop off. And some people will just look at it and they'll look for mistakes. They'll be like, oh, did I say something bad? Or was there some like audio error? Or was there just something weird that happened? But what you want to look for is, is what was happening. So like, for example, if somebody starts watching your video and you know you have a good hook then that will get them you know a little bit further into the video but as they're watching that video it might become stale because maybe you know there isn't much changing maybe the story is kind of falling apart those sorts of things and because of that people will just kind of tune out because it'll become boring to them and then they'll end up you know um, leaving the video so when it comes to looking for like what you're doing wrong that's not necessarily what you want to do you want to take note of what's happening before people start leaving and then from there you want to be like okay well am i telling a story where am i at in the story um sh it, did i add like too much to this particular part that kind of drew it out and caused people to you know get bored that way um am i uh you know am i just am i on camera too much and just kind of talking you know without you know stopping um you kind of like i do um are you know um are you switching things up too much um, are you talking exceptionally fast? Are you talking exceptionally slow compared to what it is that you normally do or just in your natural cadence, whatever? Um, but you want to pay attention to all of these little details and th that are happening before that drop off. And then you want to start saying like, okay, well, if if I was this far in the story and I was adding, you know, all of this additional stuff, maybe that additional stuff was way too early. Oh, nice. I had to scroll about 15 or so, but, you, but, but I, knew he, was, I yeah. knew he was going to be there. <laughs> yeah, I it. knew he was going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> But, but the idea is to just look for all of those, you know, all of those little details because, you know, sometimes it's not that you necessarily did something wrong. It's just that, you know, there's just not enough happening to keep people engaged. There's other things too. Like, let's say that, you know, with your title and thumbnail, thumbnail, let's say you set it up in one way and then they come in and then they're watching the video. And let's say you fully give away that particular thing that, you know, that the whole video is about them, you know, knowing about, like in your case, cause you're doing movie reviews. Let's say you mention, like, uh, you know, as you're getting into your, to your review, you just go ahead and mention that you didn't think it was a great movie. Well, for some people, that's going to be all they need, and they're going to leave. So because of that, you have to just make sure you're looking for those types of details. And, you know, you might have said that, you know, two minutes into the video of a 10-minute video, and after you said that, you might see in your retention that people start to leave. Um, but you just want to pay attention to those types of things. Um, but it's like, what was I doing before people started leaving? And of course, you want to look for gradual drop-offs, but you also want to look for like, you know, big drop-offs too. Like if you're like, wow, people are, are you know, like a lot of people are leaving here, then there's something going on, right? There's something going on before, uh, before those people left in terms of either the lack of fulfillment, the lack of, you know, interest, them getting bored, um, or you might've made some type of mistake of some kind by saying, you know, what your opinion was already or something like that. Just keep all those things in mind. So the Wholesome Home says, and by the way, I, yeah, those of you who didn't see, I just put Roger up there. Uh, the Wholesome Home, uh, Wholesome Home says, has these keyboard always been white my brain is saying that this is wrong it is wrong uh, but i also have a migraine yeah so here's what happened um 
a few shows ago uh, when we had Jesse come in from mm -hmm. the last time we had a guest. Yep. Our main PC machine went completely crazy and, and stopped working efficiently. So I grabbed... Uh, my, so we use the non-PC machine now. So we're, no, we're still on a PC, but I grabbed my laptop from a different uh, desk over here and just set it here. And I, this whole setup here usually sits on a stand on another desk, so it's ergonomically like at, at eye level. And then I put this keyboard on the ground. Um, so yeah, you're not. It's just uh, it's how we're rolling right now. Yep, how he's rolling right now. Yeah. So and I think uh, that was a hint to replace the keyboard. I think so too. This is your show. The, you un the universe. This is, is like, this is your show, so you should. Hey, this is our show. The, the universe is like uh, the universe is like. Hey, dude, uh, you need to uh, shake that up. You got people that are noticing it. It's right. like you got to get that out of there. Right. Or it's like, hey, we got to put white keyboards all over the place. Yeah. No, yeah. You know what? What's going to happen? I'm going to be laying in bed tonight, and I'm going to be sitting there, I'm laying on my back with my eyes open, being like, does it really stand out that much? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. A big plane on my yeah. head. I'm, I'm like turning and trying to think about. I wonder if people else. left the stream because yeah. I had a white keyboard right. on a whole wonder, black and dark set. Right. I wonder if yeah. that's why we didn't get any super chats. Might be. Yeah. I wonder if that offended anybody. Yeah, it might be. Right. I yeah. why Just I'm, all this internal dialogue. Right. Beat yourself if, up. I wonder if people think I'm an Apple shell because I got an Apple keyboard. Right. Right. I'm, 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 or I wonder if they think I'm like weird because I'm using it on a PC. Right. I wonder if which is like a whole other thing. Right. <laughs> right. I wonder if they notice that I'm using an Apple keyboard with a PC, and I wonder if they think I hate Logitech because I'm not using all, that's where my head's going tonight when I'm trying to sleep. So what thank if somebody you. from Logitech was watching when I said that? Right. What yeah. if, right, right. 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 What if somebody from Logitech has been checking out my channel and they're thinking about doing a channel sponsorship for like a year, and then they notice I had an Apple keyboard? <laughs> I still, I still got your mouse, people. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so where are we at here? Okay, so uh, da, 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 okay, so the next question here is from uh, JM's grinded grinded out, and they upload when they have time. Been on YouTube a year more. The type of channel is auto how to Volkswagen DIY and amateur repairs. The goal of the channel is to share maintenance and how to uh, modifications for cars. The question is. Just a general overview of my channel, banner, thumbnail, setup, general advice. Um, we're not looking at channels during this stream, um, so I'll go on to the next question. But we do look at those on the Tube Spanner channel. We do reviews over there. When is your next stream over there? Um, it's going to be next week, um, awesome. probably Wednesday. Um, I haven't scheduled it up yet, but it'll probably be on Wednesday. There's a mosquito flying around in here. Uh-oh, get it. heads up. Oh, I'm just... I'm just Come for the stream, leave with malaria. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was, just, I was uh, just trying to do a live stream and hanging out in Nimmin Live. All I got was this case of malaria. Yeah, yeah, yeah hashtag malaria. <laughs> you know. But uh, Josie shouldn't joke about that. Like that happens. Over it does. Here. Yeah, it yeah. does. There's there's always people catching like dungy fever and malaria and yep. there was another uh, Zika. What is this? Zika yeah, virus? I don't even know. Yeah, the mosquito stuff. Jonesing for finances um, is our next question. They've been on YouTube for a year or more. They do personal finance content. The goal of the channel is to teach others about finance. The question is, um, what's an easy process to create a content strategy? You have a plan to release videos on selected days. What are other things to plan? Do you have a template? Um, I don't have a template, but when it comes to content strategy, the whole idea is giving each piece of content a purpose and a plan. Um, so the whole idea is like, okay, in your particular case, your goal is to teach other people about finance. I'm not sure exactly what's on the other side of that. So that's what the you know goal of the channel is in terms of what the viewers are getting but i'm not sure what you are getting right out of the thing so when it comes to what you're getting then in that particular case 
you know, you have content that, you know, will that you'll identify on your channel as you progress if you haven't already, you know, gotten to this point. To where you'll notice, like, hey, you know, when I put out content, you know, around these types of things, people typically respond to that best in terms of subscriber count. When I put out content like this, people typically respond best in terms of views and or subscribers or maybe just views. When I put out content like this, it drives more leads to my service. When I put out content like this, I typically get higher ad revenue and so on. So the very first step of a content strategy is figuring out what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And then of course, setting, you know, the, the dates for what it is that you're trying to do. So let's say that we look at like a 90 day period um, across your YouTube channel. Um, if you upload, you know, a video per week, then you know, you're putting out 12 videos. So then in that particular case, if part of what it is that you're doing is channel growth, then in that case, you have to make sure that you're considering the content that, you know, typically drives views and subscribers on your channel. And then that you are putting out enough of that over the 12 videos in order to make sure that you're fulfilling that particular goal. If the secondary goal is to drive leads to your, you know, to your finance business, then in that particular case, you need to make sure that you're making content that um, as part of that 90 day spread, make sure that you're making content that is also proven on your channel through experiments that you've already done or, you know, doing experiments to figure out, you know, what content it is. Um, but um, you'd want to make sure that you're putting in a certain amount of those videos as well so that you can make sure that that's getting fulfilled. Um, when it comes to just, you know, like if it's like, let's say that you're in, since you're on finance, let's say that you're promoting something as an affiliate. And part of that is to make sure that you are, um, you know, generating some revenue from the channel itself in addition to ad revenue. Then in that particular case, then you would say, okay, well, I have this, uh, you know, thing that I'm promoting as an affiliate or these multiple things that I promote as an affiliate for income. One of the goals that I have for the YouTube channels to generate, you know, a certain amount of income. So because of that, I also need to make sure out of those 12 videos that a certain number of those videos are, um, are going to be about, you know, a thing or several things that, you know, I can promote as an affiliate that can make me, you know, some more passive income over time, you know, with my YouTube channel. So the very first thing is figuring out the goal. And then from there, figuring out over the next, you know, depending on, on, you know, what it is you're trying to do, it could be the next 90 days, the next 30 days, the next six months, but figuring out exactly what it is that you want, figuring out the time length and how many videos that you plan to publish during that time. And then giving each slot a purpose based on whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish with the YouTube channel. That's the idea. Um, but in addition to that, when it comes to content strategy, you have the goals of the individual content itself, but a, a bigger part of it is also looking at that entire spread and considering how you're going to interlink everything. Because, you know, for example, let's say over that 12, you know, video period, you know, you don't necessarily want to say, okay, well, I'm going to put out three videos back to back that are, um, you know, that are just bringing attention to this thing as an affiliate. You may or may not. But um, if you're like, hey, um, that's not necessarily what, you know, I'm, I'm going to go after because um, I'm actually going to make this video. And, and this is where you start, like, really getting into the details of what's going on. But basically what you do is you would say, okay, well, if I'm trying to bring attention to this thing as an affiliate, um, because I'm going to make some affiliate sales here, or this could be your, your lead video, but either case we call those like money videos. So what you would do is you would say, if I'm trying to bring attention to this money video, then in that particular case, since I'm looking at this 90 day period and these 12 videos that I'm going to publish, then in that particular case, I need to also consider that when somebody gets to the end of one of these videos that typically get a lot more views on them, that I'm recommending one of these videos that typically drive me more revenue. So then that way you're actually using that view video as, you know, part of the funnel essentially to drive people into the content that also leads into your bank account in some way. So, you know, just looking at the bigger picture in that capacity as well um, is also part of content strategy. 
and that's not just for you know money you can also do that for like hey you know this type of content typically drives subscribers so i'm using that view, high view content to drive into that or you know i'm driving you know some of this you know more community-based content because i'm wanting people to get more connected to me not just you know have the people coming in interacting with the content so because of that and like as you can tell i'm coming in from different angles here because there's a lot of different things you can do but um one thing that people will also do is they'll have like nurture content um and then they'll have like you know the the actual help content so the nurture content is where you kind of nurture the audience with things like this like you know live streams things like that where you can directly interact with people or you share like you know more personal things to where it's like hey um since you're talking about finance then maybe you would make a video talking about you know your journey of you know better understanding mutual funds or something like that or the you know the impact that it's had on you and your family and like those types of things so you know there's those types of you know things that you can apply to content strategy as well so we had a super chat come in i think hopefully that makes sense that the uh question didn't attach to it you know sometimes it comes through that yeah. way so teardrop nebraska um they left a super chat i think the question didn't come in and it says i'm stuck on 346 subscribers I've tried a t-shirt giveaway, nothing works. The mm -hmm. channel is my teardrop trailer build and travel adventures. Okay. So they're stuck, they're trying to do giveaways, and they're trying to figure out why they're stuck and nothing's working. What advice do you have? Okay, so first, um, giveaways are not what you wanna be doing right now. So when it comes to giveaways, keep in mind that people will subscribe to your channel, like when you're doing giveaways. Like the way the way that I believe giveaways should be done, and you know everybody's gonna be different with this, but the way that I believe giveaways should be done is you should be giving to give, not to get, right? So like, let's say that you know the channel does well and everything's going great, then in that case, you might do a giveaway as a means to just kind of you know give back to the people that help you get to where you're at, right? So like, the, in my opinion, I think that's what giveaways should be used for. Um, but when people are trying to use them to grow their YouTube channels, the problem that gets created there is you have people that are subscribing to your YouTube channel because they want the thing that you're giving away, not because they're interested in your content. And this is such a problem that YouTube actually has roles on the platform to where you can't say things like, okay, um, we're doing this giveaway on Tuesday for this watch. And uh, in order to win this, you have to be a subscriber of my YouTube channel. You're not allowed to do that. Um, and the reason that you're not allowed to do that is be it's called incentivized engagement. So so the whole idea there is when you are incentivizing people to where they have to subscribe to your channel in order to qualify for the giveaway, well, those people might not have subscribed if it wasn't for the giveaway. So that's why YouTube doesn't like it. So because of that, what you have to think about when it comes to like giveaways is instead of taking the time to even put all that together, you need to be focusing all of your energy right now. Like if you're wanting to get over that hump, you need to focus all of your energy right now on your skill sets and developing your skill sets around what it is that you're doing. So when it comes to YouTube, there's thresholds that people are going to hit. And once they hit those thresholds, if they get through it or not, is going to be dependent on what that creator is willing to do in order to get through it and what they're willing to further develop and further learn in order to get through those, those thresholds or through those, you know, walls, so to speak. So in your particular case, you're hitting like a ceiling of sorts. Um, and in order to break through that, you're going to have to keep working on, okay, I gotta, you know, I gotta use the little bit of, you know, information that I have from my YouTube channel currently about how people are responding to my content to just look for any problem areas that I'm doing. I need to make sure that, um, my video production is at an acceptable quality and the way that you identify an acceptable quality is, okay, if somebody were watching my video, is there anything with my production? 
that would distract people from what it is that I'm trying to share with them. So what that means is, let's say that when you are, you know, having the conversation with people, if you're, you know, talking to people, you know, in a format like this, or you're vlogging or whatever, if when you're talking, if there's just tons of like, you know, extra noise, you know, things like that, all kinds of sound bouncing around the room and those types of things, then that's going to be a distraction for people that are interacting with the content because it's going to be an annoyance, right? So when you make your audio sound better, it removes that annoyance and it, let, it lets people focus on what you're doing. Same thing with like, you know, the actual production of the video itself in terms of like the lighting. So it doesn't have to be perfect, but everything has to be lit enough in order for people to be able to see what's going on. And things have to look good enough to where when people come into it, they're not like, oh, you know, like this is, you know, everything's too dark. I can't even see like what's going on here um, because then people will leave because of that. So you need to get things to a point to where um, there's nothing distracting going on. And then from there, then you have to, you know, of course, define the value that you are, uh, you know, offering to your viewers, you need to, you know, learn how to, you know, create and edit content that will keep people watching. And you need to learn how to, uh, you know, come up with really good video topics that are, you know, of course, whatever, you know, niche you make content in, there are other channels like yours. And with those channels like yours, you can go look at their videos page, and you can see their popular videos, you want to look for recent videos, but you can see topically the types of things that people are interested in your type of content or interested in. And then from there, you want to say, okay, well, I don't have to make those videos, but what ideas can I stem from these videos that the people that are watching all these other videos, you know, around my space, what could I make that would be, um, you know, of interest to, you know, those people. So you want to think like that at the topic level, but then on the skill set side, you have to, you know, learn how to make thumbnails that, you know, help people identify what it is that you're doing. And that by itself, like that is a huge hurdle for, for YouTube content creators, gigantic. Um, but you know, you have to learn that part. Um, same thing with your titles. You got to learn how to write compelling titles or at the very least just base raw informational titles about this is what the video is right um but you know learning those skills and then of course you know the actual you know uh you know presenting editing and uh and, and publishing your or the presentation and editing of your content um you know those things are are, are going to be critical for you so like if you if you can't break that like 300 mark right now then i would work i would just double down on your actual skill sets and just learning how to do the thing um in a better way um and then from there, the next thing that I want to tell you is as long as you've gained that 300 subscribers from publishing your content organically on YouTube, um, which you've done the giveaway, so I'm not sure. But if you've gained 300 subscribers on your YouTube channel from publishing videos organically on YouTube and the traffic was, you know, from on platform traffic. If you've earned subscribers that way, 300 of them, then you can get 3,000, you can get 30,000, right? It's just more people have to see the content in order to convert them over. But like, if you can already get 300 people, you know, on board for what it is that you're doing, like you can without question go further, but when you start working on your skill sets, it's going to accelerate everything it is that you're doing and it's gonna make everything happen faster for you. So because of that, I would just focus the most right now. I, I know it's tempting, to go into gimmicky stuff like, you know, hey, I'm going to do giveaways or maybe I'm going to hop on some of the, you know, subreddits and try to do some sub exchanges and things like that because that comes across as like an easy thing to do. But those types of things are actually the things that end up working against you. So because of that, if you focus on the skill sets, there's nothing that can break your skill sets. Like once you learn how to do the thing, then you're going to know how to do the thing and you can repeat, you know, success and all that stuff. So you have to learn how to actually do the core of, you know, making good content. So, um, so I would just focus all of your efforts on building up your skill sets right now. And also, you know, researching other channels that make content similar to yours that are doing well.
and just seeing like, what are they doing? You know, why do I think people are responding better to their content than mine? And then going to work on yours, trying to make yours better. And just as a heads up too, is it, you know, just a quick reminder that, you know, what you're going through right now, I know that it can be discouraging, but keep in mind that, you know, you're, it's just part of the process because, you know, when it comes to YouTube, there is a learning curve. Some people make it look like there's not because they'll start their channels. Everything will go great, like right out of the gate, but it's because they already have that skill set from something, right? They already know how to do some of that stuff um, or they have help. So because of that, you know, you're in that learning curve. So just embrace that learning curve, understand that where you're at is just part of the process and start working on your skill sets in order to get through it. Super chats you, coming in. Do, super really chats. quick, do you have any additional uh, thoughts on that one? I was reading the chat and oh, okay, going through okay. super chats. You get a couple super chats that came in. Mike Phillips, thanks for the super chat. Says just hit ten thousand subs this last week on my leadership channel. You've been great coach, mentor for me. Appreciate you. Thank you for being so genuine and caring about other people's success. Mike, high five and fist bump to you, my man. Congratulations on ten thousand. Your first ten thousand uh, subscribers on your channel. Absolutely love it. Um, uh, the next one that we have. Uh, are you going to uh, Vid Summit, Mike? Hope to see you over there. Um, David Matney, uh, thank you for the super chat as well. Super says, is there a video that is having a small spike in views from browse? Oh, wait. If there's a video that's having a small spike in views from browse, is there anything I should do to double down on this spike? Just make sure that everything on your on that particular video is linked up leading into something that's relevant. So make sure you have a link in your description to another video or playlist that that person watching that video that's doing well, um, that they are you know likely to enjoy. Make sure you have a pinned comment linking to a video or playlist they're likely to enjoy. Make sure you're in screen. You know, even if you already have in screen elements there, make sure you're being very specific about what it is that you're recommending, you know, for them to watch next um, in order to make sure that, you know, that you're making it easy easy for people to find your additional content. And the idea there is like, if you have traffic coming in from, you know, the recommendation features, if you can stack on to the watch time that you're already getting there, then that can also help that originating video perform better because then you're responsible for an entire experience of multiple videos instead of it just being the one video. If you can link everything up and have people going through there. Um, besides that, um, you know, if you're getting that uh, spike in browse traffic or traffic from anywhere, you know, um, you know, that that particular rule is the same. But um, uh, uh, in that particular case, though, um, just go through and just make sure that everything is set up correctly for people to, you know, easily find more of your content. So we're apparently having some technical difficulties here on YouTube. And it looks like it's on YouTube's end. So if your chat has frozen and you cannot chat or your, I almost said if your audio is not working, you hmm. wouldn't hear this. <laughs> now, if your chat is frozen, just refresh uh, refresh the page and, and it should start working. And we have a milestone message uh, Doug sent me. I'm not sure. Um, it says, um, it's from Astude Mathematica, who says, if a creator has already built a fairly large audience, what would be the primary monetization option you would focus on? Say that if, one more time. If the creator has already built a fairly large audience, what would be the primary monetization option you would focus on? given that time and energy were always limited. That would have been perfect for your monetization stream. Yeah, that would have been great for yesterday. Yeah, so they have a, a it, I think they're <coughs> teaching people mathematics. Yeah, so. Um, it's a study channel, a, a study Mathematica. Yeah. If you've already grown an audience, then it's likely that you're generating some type of income from your YouTube channel. So because of that, you have the option, like if, you know, you could make like flashcards, things like that. You could sell those um, to people. Um, you know, technically you could hire a developer, depending on how well your channel's doing, you could hire a developer and make some type of like math app and monetize that. Offer one-on-one -on -one um, sessions. Offer one-on-one, -on -one, yeah, tutoring. Just build a um, small course, some advanced yep. thing, or mm -hmm. do something for children and target kids, something yep. like that. Yep, you could do um, all of that, like the course stuff is 
is definitely something to you know consider in your case. And a lot of people, when it comes to courses, they'll think like, hey, all this information is available for free on YouTube. Um, but the difference is, is like when you go to learn something on YouTube, um, and you know everybody here has experienced this. You go to YouTube and you look for it, and you watch like ten different videos. You hear all this like different stuff. There's no structure, um, and it's just like, hey, this is you know just a bunch of stuff. But when it comes to a course, then in that particular case, everything is structured, right? So it's like, hey, you need to learn this in order to learn this. So because of that, we're teaching that first, right? So then it just takes people through things in the way that, you know, that, that actually teaches them the stuff um, instead of them having to find the little parts here and there um, and look for little nuggets, you know, on YouTube. Um, he says, that's correct. Math and Portuguese, primarily audience in Brazil. So yeah, so um, any type of tutoring, any type of um, you know course material, things like that. Um, if I if I open up Google right now, I'm just going to do uh, math related affiliate programs. Um, yeah, I would start a handful of things that they could probably be part of. Yeah, right here. But there's like rank math affiliate program, you have to make math sure, though, games affiliate program for math writer. You got to make sure that these things are available in your country. Yes. You're in Brazil and you're targeting yeah. um, Brazilian Portuguese uh, mm -hmm. language speakers. You yep. definitely want to find things that can be sold to them. Yep. Uh, you can make your own. Yeah. Like we we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know what your audience wants. That's the main thing is to identify what your audience might want that you can't give them through a video, mm -hmm. uh, just a one off video. Yeah. To try to put your finger on the pulse of, of what your audience might need like and it could change like what are the demographics right are they are they you know people like me who are just trying to go back and get some refreshers on some things because we don't remember anymore are they children are they parents watching with the children like there's so many variables here in terms of monetization yeah. like who, who's your audience and what do they what do they really need yeah yeah but you Live know like stream and to get super chats yeah, with with uh, with YouTube, you know, fortunately, there's, you know, a lot of different avenues that you can take. But yeah, I, I think, you know, like courses, things like that are, are probably going to be the, the next step um, just for the sake of, you know, having something to send, you know, having something to send people into. It it's a channel for math enthusiasts, not related to admission exams or regular schooling. OK. Yeah. What do math enthusiasts want? Yeah. Uh, maybe may, maybe some clever T-shirts. Okay, and here's something games, about you know that games. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So here here's something. If if it's I mean a math enthusiast. Mm -hmm. Okay. First of all, you just lost my attention. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm the exact whatever the opposite of a math enthusiast is. I would be the opposite. Person. You're a calculator enthusiast. I'm a calculator a enthusiast, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and I'm a terrible calculator. <laughs> <laughs> so you know maybe maybe there's clever things that math enthusiasts would would enjoy. Um, and put them on a t-shirt or make mouse pads or put them on coffee cups and yeah. try to sell merch. You might sell some, but here's the thing. Yeah, I would focus on like the, like that, those types of things are, yeah, those types of things are good. Um, uh, but you're going to need volume yeah. for those types of things yes. because the payouts on those types of things are so small. small yeah. So because of that, like I think if possible, as long as you think that your you know crowd would be a good fit for it, um, I think you know doing the course route would probably be a but would probably be the winner. Does, does yeah. a math enthusiast need to buy a course though? They're not really learning. Well, I guess anything. if they're they're if just they're, people who well, like math. I think they would be learning stuff too, no, wouldn't they? Like, yay, math! Like those yeah, people. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah that's some some nuance Talk in that. Talk your one. audience, but see yeah. what they're interested in. Yeah, but I was just going to just give a general merch tip. Like if you're if you're selling merch, I think it's cool to put your channel in some uh some stuff but like also make merch that doesn't have your channel on it yeah because a lot of just math related stuff yeah just just clever math related stuff just a big plus sign or whatever right? just some yeah. some cool you know equation on the shirt mm -hmm. you don't have to blast your youtube channel with a logo and all yeah. of this stuff because sometimes you th think of a larger market like if someone who might not be interested in your youtube channel comes across your store would that merch be of interest to them? And if it's got your YouTube channel plastered on it, 
Probably not. Right. So sell both. And if you make something cool, yeah. you can also put that. You can put it on Spreadshop. You can put it on Teespring. You can put it on Redbubble. You can put it on Amazon merch. Like, you you know, like you can, if you find something cool, you can put it everywhere and you can yeah. tap into the already built in marketplaces of some of those uh, yeah. places. Yeah. So you gotta, you got to have that conversation with your audience and see what they're interested in. I don't know what a math enthusiast is. Yeah. Like I like I don't know maybe you can just have a live stream and they just sit around and cheer you on while you do calculus. Yeah, you're like, like I don't oh, know. he's he's coming to the conclusion. Right. Yeah. Right. Here, it comes, yeah. here, here it comes. Here answer. comes. Here comes the big reveal. Yeah. Oh yeah. my. Oh my. Oh look at this. Yeah. Same. Other things too, like you know, you could do like um, you know, like uh, quarterly or monthly workshops mm. to where you have people like you know come in, you host some type of like virtual event, yeah. and then have people you know come in and participate in the virtual event to where you maybe you have like you know like a since they're enthusiasts try to outmath one another. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, where it's like, you know, maybe you have some type of like contest that you put together, yeah. you know, something like that. Um, and then that way, you know, that would give, you know, a, a thing to where people are like, oh, I can't wait until the next one, you know, because you're going to have, you know, um, uh, you know, those types of events. Um, you know, those types of things are definitely something to, you know, consider. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Phil says in the voice, Jay-Z, can I get a plus plus? Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Spicy, squeezy, arty. Love it. it. Says spooky and horror based content. Um, the goal of the channel is at the moment it's just for fun and maybe in the hopes of getting further if I gain enough traction. What? I'm just reading the question here. Hold on. Okay. So I was going to say something here, but I'm, I'm, I'm not okay. going to. Yeah. But the um, question is, when uploading videos, I never know what hashtags to use. I can't mark my videos in shorts as for kids, given the content, but those that fit the age bracket never seem to find me. I have followed. Um, I have a following on other platforms, and hashtags work well in those places, but I seem to get lost in the waves and messes. Is there something with the hashtags that I'm doing wrong? So when it comes to hashtags on YouTube, it's not as popular or even as effective as it is on other platforms. Um, so look at the hashtags as kind of like a bonus and make sure that the hashtags that you're using are just relevant to the content that you're publishing. Because if somebody clicks on that same hashtag from another video, they land on that hashtags results page and you can just see what that page looks like by clicking on one of your hashtags. Um, but if they land on that particular page, you want to make sure that your content is a good fit for that particular, uh, you know, that particular, uh, hashtag. Um, but at the end of the day, in terms of people not finding you, the way that they find you on YouTube is through your, um, thumb, if for long form content is through your thumbnail and your title and your description. Um, and of course, you know, the video content as well, but that video content is represented through the thumbnail, the title and the video description. Um, and then when it comes to, um, YouTube shorts, that's mostly going to be, you know, just from the video content itself in the title. So, um, so that's how people actually find you. So on YouTube, instead of focusing the most on the hashtags, instead you want to focus the most on your title and or thumbnail and topic that you're talking about um and then of course you have to you know learn how to make videos that people you know respond to at a competitive rate for the platform and things like that um if you're new just you know like i mentioned before you know just know that, that you know this is all part of the process um but uh, uh uh hashtags by themselves you know you can use them but um but i wouldn't spend like you know tons and tons of time on uh, on hashtags so uh studio mathematica said there are contests for pie memorization just like rubik's cube contest that's cool so it was at this moment he realized he was not qualified dude you got to do a narrator voice start it, over okay <laughs> It was at this moment that he realized. Yeah, it was at this exact moment he realized he was not qualified to give advice on Mac or on Mac on math. I can't even say it. I can't even say it. on Mac. Yeah. yeah, that was too much. Uh, it was at that exact. Hey, we did watch moment. the movie Pie though, so yeah, I mean that counts for something. Movie. It was. We, it was we, it counts that, for something. Let me try it again. Okay, go. <laughs> now I'm gonna laugh. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was at that moment he realized he was not qualified to give advice on a math enthusiast channel. <laughs> yeah. Even contests for pie memorization. That is insane. That is That's insane. awesome. It is. Yeah. I, you know what? I struggle to remember where I put my keys. Yeah. Where are your keys, actually? I don't know. Yeah. And they're having pie uh, memorization yeah. well, contests. You know, big planet. Good for you. Uh, Carol, the Good girl miniature, um, says they upload one time per week or more, been on YouTube for a year or more. They have a miniature real food cooking channel. The goal of the channel, um, is to open my own miniature restaurant. That's cool. The question is, um, can you briefly look over my channel and tell me what I can do to increase my views? Um, we do not, um, do that here. So, um, uh, the channel reviews like that we do here, it's the monetization reviews, and we don't do that during this stream. We have different streams for that. And then for the channel review stuff, we do those over on the Tube Spanner YouTube channel. So if you just go to YouTube, type in um, Tube Spanner, then you know that channel is going to pop up. T-U-B-E-S-P-A-N-N-E-R, which, by the way, is also like an awesome YouTube tool that everybody here should be using. Um, but if you go to uh, the YouTube channel, um, uh, then make sure you just subscribe there, turn on the notifications, um, because I'm doing a channel review stream over there this coming week. So uh, Gillian Barry says, I'm trying to do a $20 super chat with a question, and it won't allow me because my card is not from the U.S. I'm Canadian. Any tips? Oh, interesting. Move to the U.S. and get an American card. No, uh, yeah, that's my, interesting. So, yeah, it should yeah, technically it should. work. Yeah, yeah. No, Can Canadian is a, uh, a Canadian. Canadian. Canada. <laughs> so I see, I'm trying to give advice to people doing math enthusiast channels, and I'm saying Canadian. <laughs> like, as the country. As yeah. the country, right? Yeah. I'm calling yeah. Canada Canadian. Yep. Just, He's just, crushing it today. I just, yeah. wanted to add some, I just wanted to add some context about who you're We told you we we're going to be a mess today. Like at the beginning of the stream, no, we're like, Canada, yeah, we're going to be a mess today. Canada yeah. uh, should not have any problems uh, giving super chats. Mm, yeah. I, you're not using a VPN or anything, are you, at, at the time? Yeah. I mean, because maybe if a VPN is on, it could be like, saying, oh, you're. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure. You should be able to give uh, super chats in Canada. Next up on our list, we've got um, the country our, of Canadian. Our <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm where sorry. are you from? Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Um, our killer obsession says that they um, have been on YouTube for less than a month. Welcome to YouTube. Hey. They do true crime content. You're moving into a good niche there. Uh, lots of uh, channels do great there. Um, the goal of the channel is to hopefully be full time someday. And the question is. We are new to this, and we have a question on A-B testing. We're currently doing thumb-only A-B testing and not sure if we should mess with testing the titles, description, et cetera, or to stay with the thumb tests. I recommend that you come up with your thumbnail and title before you make the video, commit to the title, and then if you find that it's like a lower performance or whatever, then um, do the A-B test on the thumb. But spend a lot of time on your titles and try to commit to your titles um, if you can. And the reason for that is because, you know, when you, um, you know, change the title, it kind of changes what the video is about. When you change the thumbnail, it's more about like how you're presenting it. But when you change the title, it can make the video seem like it's about something completely different. So because of that, it's going to change the expectation that people are going to have when they go into the video. You can absolutely change titles. You can change titles at any time you want. You can change thumbnails at any time you want. But the whole thing is just make sure that you remember that that your title and thumbnail changes change the expectations that people are going to have when they go into your videos. So it's not always just about getting people to click. It's about getting people to click and meeting the expectations that you've presented from the outside through your thumbnail and title. And when you do that successfully, 
it's going to cause people to watch your videos for a longer period of time, which is going to give you more watch time per impression that YouTube gives you. Ultimately, what YouTube is trying to do is they're trying to have us as content creators create a great viewer experience for people by presenting the content in a way that isn't misleading, that isn't too clickbaity, but it's still compelling enough to where we can compete and get people to come into our videos. But then based on that expectation that we build up that's compelling from the outside, we need to be able to match that on the inside as well. So um, just keep that in mind when it comes to changing everything up. First, the first tip of that was make sure that, you know, you're working on your topic and your or your title and thumbnail first based on the topic of the video before you even make the content in the first place. Um, and the reason for that is because one, it ensures that you're able to present that topic, you know, in a, you know, in the right way. And two, it ensures that you're going to make the right video that's going to support how it is that you're presenting it from the outside. Right. So two big pieces, getting them to click and then getting them to enjoy the content. You got to do both simultaneously. So, you know, sometimes just changing the thumbnails, all you need need and you know it can make a gigantic difference in the performance of the video however um, sometimes people just sit there and workshop you know a, a thumbnail and title and they'll change it and, and all they're thinking about is how can I get more people to click on this and they're not thinking about like okay what type of expectation could this be building for people so when they come into the video how I'm framing all of this is it actually going to match what they're getting right so um, that's just a quick you know tip for this but um one of the things that you said is should we wait until we have a bigger audience or try an a b test uh, or is that or is the a b thumb test the important one and should we also just do 14 days or until we see significant results so um yeah, you should do until you see significant results if you're not getting a lot of views on your videos. If you're getting a lot of views on your videos, then in that case, you know, you're gonna be able to collect information faster. So then there, you know, depending on how much traffic you're getting, you can even take it down to like seven days if you want, or even a couple days. Um, but the idea is you need to get enough information so that the information that you are getting on your thumbnail test is statistically significant. So for example, if you set it there for 14 days and you only have like, you know, 12 people interact with the content um, over that 14 days, Days, then or you know impressions over that 14 days then it's still not going to be enough information to actually make that you know experiment valid so because of that you have to be getting enough traffic or enough views I should say or enough impressions really in order to make you know the uh, in order to make the decision that you're making on the thumbnail accurate right so hopefully that made sense um, let's see here next up on our list here we've got uh, peppered ASMR so they do role play skits the goal of the channel um, is I want to create quality videos that combine humor relaxation entertainment and personal attention the goal of the channel I've grown to 14,000 in one year congratulations to you um, but according to many subs in the channel I should have much more um, I created over 300 videos in a year my quality has gotten so much better just by creating so many videos I had storytelling humor and use my acting skills to create an immersive video my question how can I find people to collaborate with I've tried unsuccessfully to reach out to creators I don't even get a response I also need help finding brands to sponsor me please help so first off um, when it comes to brands to sponsor you if you are featuring um, specific objects in your you know ASMR content then anytime you do that make sure that you post uh, you know that video on like Twitter for example and make sure that you're tagging um, you know that that brand on Twitter make sure that you're posting it on LinkedIn that you're tagging you know their people there so that that puts you on the radar to let those people know that you're making content about their stuff already so then that in that case if they think that your audience is a good fit for what it is that they have in terms of not just people that are going to listen to what it says 
sounds like, but also people that will make a purchase of that product, then in that particular case, some of those people will reach out to you for that. Um, when it comes to people to collaborate with, People take a couple of different approaches when it comes to collabs. The very first is they just shoot emails like, hey, I have this ASMR channel. Um, I've got 14,000 subscribers in my first year, got 300 videos on it. Do you want to collab, right? Those don't get that great of a response. Instead, um, when you reach out, say, hey, I'm putting this video together. This is my plan for the video. I think you would be a great fit for that. Um, here's you know, the, the part that I think that you would be great for, is this something that you're interested in? Um, that approach is wildly different. And the reason it's wildly different is because you're already presenting them with the idea. And if they're enticed by the idea of, or the concept of that video, then they're gonna be more likely to collaborate with you. Um, in addition to that, when it comes to collaboration, sometimes just cold outreach will do it. Um, other times having some type of, you know, social connection um, in some way can also be helpful. So for example, um, if you are, are trying to collaborate with people and you are interacting with them on Twitter and it's clear to them like you know because you're interacting with the same Twitter handle as you as your YouTube channel name um, and you also have in your Twitter account that you know that you have a YouTube channel the link to your YouTube channel you talk about you don't ASMR content all that then in that particular case when you're interacting with them some people will look you know at your channel um, but those just little interactions kind of put you on the radar of the people that you want to collaborate with over time as well yes cold outreach is definitely a thing and that you know can do the trick However, um, you know, just a little bit of, you know, relationship first or warming it up a little bit before that outreach is also, you know, something that can be, uh, that can be effective. Neil, what's up, dude? Hope you're doing awesome. Nice to see you in here. He says, hey, 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 find people of the uh, YouTube world. Hope that you are doing fantastic, my friend. Um, next up on the list, we've got sports for real with coach hall says they upload when they have time um, they do sports content the goal of the channel is to attract as many subs as possible that has an interest in my point of view and the question my long form videos never get any views it's only when i make a short form the original of the original video that i get any views at all how do i fix this into thumbnails and other tools really make the difference um, so when it comes to long form versus short form content um, the reason that a lot of content creators struggle with that is because and, and especially if they're like hey I'm, I'm i'm publishing these shorts i'm getting views in shorts but i just can't get anything happening on my long form content the reason for that is because there's an extra step when it comes to the long form content so if you think about this from a viewer perspective when you're interacting with youtube when you're when you're in the short shelf and you're just sitting there flipping through shorts right you're like hey this is cool Let's see what this is hey this is cool see what this is next see what this is oh that one's okay we're gonna switch that let's see what this next one is right so what's happening there is you're not making a conscious choice of what it is that's going to be shown to you next Okay, so what happens there is you're just sitting there flipping through and then YouTube shows you content. And if the content creator, you know, hooks you in some way with the content that they put together, then you're going to sit there and you're going to watch the entire short or part of the short. Maybe if they're really clever, they're going to get you to loop it, things like that. However, when it comes to long form content, it's a totally different game. So with shorts, you're just getting those views as people are coming up and they're seeing the video like, oh, this is interesting. Let's watch this for a second. And then they move on. When it comes to the long form content, totally different game because one, you're asking for more time because, you know, if somebody has 60 seconds or less, that's 60 seconds or less. Everybody's got a minute. 
But if you make a five minute or a 10 minute video or a 30 minute video, then in that particular case, you're asking for five times their time, 10 times their time, right? So when you are putting that together, you have the time aspect of it. Two, you also have the additional barrier that a lot of content creators struggle with. So you're not like at fault here, but a lot of content str creators struggle with the, with just getting, learning how to get people to click on what it is that they're doing. So the extra step that's involved when it comes to long form content is you have to write a really good title and you have to make a really good thumbnail. Not even really good, it just needs to be an effective thumbnail that helps people identify that your content's about something that they care about. So when it comes to the long form, you have to develop that skill, and then when it comes to the title, it's, or for the thumbnail, you have to develop that skill, and then when it comes to the title, you also have to you know, get good at writing titles or at least being explicitly informative um, in your title to where it's crystal clear what your video is about, but then the thumbnail would be something that would be you know, interesting to people or simply help them identify that your content's about something they would watch. The next step of this process is similar to shorts to where if people are interacting with your shorts and they're engaging with those heavily in terms of watch time and like sharing them and things like that, then those shorts are going to end up getting a lot more views on them. But if they don't, they just watch a little bit or they abandon it quickly, they swipe away quickly, then those shorts are going to end up not doing well anyway. The same exact thing applies to long form content. So even if you get to the, to, to, even if you just spend the next like month or two months or 90 days working on learning how to make really effective thumbnails and learning how to make really good titles and you study like all these other channels on YouTube and you watch um, information about copywriting and you read, you know, um, articles about copywriting or you take a copywriting course, like any of that stuff, that's just the outside, right? The next part of that process is once people click on what it is that you're doing. And this is why long form is such a different thing than short form content in terms of how people respond to it. So the, the next part of that is they click on it and then they come in and they start interacting with your content. Well, if people aren't enjoying it based on how you structured the video or how you started the video or what you're showing or saying or whatever at the beginning of the video and people start abandoning that video as soon as they come into it, guess what's gonna happen? YouTube, the system, is going to say, their algorithms are gonna say, okay, well, um, we're showing this content to people, they're clicking on it, point, right? Okay, so you got, you got some points there. But when they enter the content, they're abandoning the content quickly, which then in turn reflects that the viewer is having a not satisfact, non-satisfactory experience with this particular piece of content. Therefore, we're gonna show it to some more people, see how they react, and if they have a similar response, then what's going to happen is YouTube's internal ranking system is going to say, okay, well, we have this video that we keep showing to people and people are not having a good experience here. They're, they're, it's causing them to just leave this video and watch something else, or it's causing people to just close their app and just walk away from YouTube entirely you know, for that session or whatever. Um, so because of that, there's also all these other videos on the platform, like this one here, that when we show it to people, not only do they click at it, click it at a similar rate compared to this one, but they also watch it for a longer period of time and they're sharing it. And people are, you know, subscribing to this channel because they're enjoying that video so much. And then they're watching additional videos on the channel after they watch this video. So this video is here is collecting a lot of watch time in addition to the clicks. Then in that particular case, what's going to happen is YouTube system is going to say, okay, this video here is not doing great. Well, we're going to kind of fade this one down and then we're going to prioritize this one, right? And that happens at scale every minute across the platform. So the difference between long form content and short form content is that, is that there's a lot more steps involved with getting people to respond well, or just us as creators 
us being able to grab their attention, pull them into a piece of content, and then deliver them a satisfactory experience and give them something that they enjoy and get some type of value out of. And then hopefully, you know, can, getting them to, you know, watch more content and, you know, take additional actions. So the, the difference between the two and the problem that you're having is that with the shorts, they're just showing them to people. It's happening to people. With the long form content, people are having to make a conscious decision and that's working against you because where you're at right now, you're still working on, you know, that part of the process of learning how to, you know, do all of those things effectively that will cause people to respond in a better way. Really long answer to that question, but I hope that added clarity because I, the reason I spent a little bit more time on that one is because I know a lot of people have, you know, similar problem. I know that's commonly talked about on like Reddit and stuff. I know a lot of people have that similar, you know, issue. So I just wanted to kind of spend a little bit more time on that one. So uh, next up on the list here, we've got Miss Bella Games. Miss Bella Games does daily content. Uh, they do MMO, RPG, and survival gameplay. The goal of the channel is to entertain and share different games that I enjoy and to see a steady increase in subscribers and views. The question is, this month I've been focused on improving my titles and video descriptions, but I can't find any guides that are specifically gameplay related. My videos are mainly episodic gameplay. Are there any good sources like articles, videos, etc., that will help a gaming channel? So when it comes to uh, gaming content, a lot of gamers feel the same way that you do, but the reality is that most content that is shared, like on channels like mine, um, it's it also applies to gamers. Like like just because you're a gaming content like i get this kind of feedback from all kinds of different content creators all types of different genres right where people are like you know hey well what about cooking channels it's like well the same rules apply to cooking channels that apply to gaming channels the same rules apply to gaming channels that apply to my type of content right in terms of like we have to you know get people to respond to what it is that we're doing in all areas in order for the content to perform well there's nuanced things that are different right in terms of like you know maybe you're going to frame a video in a different way um you know if you are a gamer compared to a cooking channel maybe you're going to go after a different traffic source um if you're a gamer compared to uh like a cooking channel that kind of stuff but um at the end of the day you know, um, across the board, the core stuff, right? In terms of, you know, getting people to click on your videos, learning how to make good thumbnails, titles, and create a good experience, hooking people when they come into the videos. Um, you know, when you're making, coming up the topics of your videos, making them within your niche, but as broad within your niche as you possibly can to reach as many people within that niche as possible, those types of things that applies across the board. Um, you know, when it comes to those core concepts of just getting people to respond to what it is that you're doing. Um, so because of that, you know, um, you know, this type of content, you know, has that, um, there are channels like, uh, gaming careers, for example. Um, he focuses specifically on like live streamers and, and gamers. Um, there's also uh, grow your gaming channel, I think is the name of the channel. Excellent content. Um, but he talks about the same stuff, you know, here and, and he's actually moved, even though that's the name of the channel, he actually talks about, you know, the same stuff, because like I said, conceptually, you know, it's all very similar. Um, it's all very similar. How we got here, genealogy. Thanks for that, Brian. Says, um, I'm making a video about a historical event called the uh, the Killing Times. It is trending, but do I risk impressions using the phrase in my title? Um, that's a tricky one because YouTube does have, you know, those types of things to where, you know, if you have, you know, certain words in there to where it might, you know, kind of limit things a little bit. Um, if it's trending, like I would, if it was my channel, I would go for it anyway. If it was trending, because that means a lot of people are looking for it. A lot of people are already interested in that. So because of that, you know, that context might be taken into account. I'm not sure. But if it was my channel and that was something that was trending and you thought that you might be able to hop on. 
on. Um, if it was my channel, I would I would give it a shot. Um, let's see here. Next up on the list, we've got we're on number twenty five now. Cruising, cruising through these. Um, let's see here. So really quick, uh, Neil Urban Van Life, thanks for the super chat, says, um, thanks for learning from Nick. Many years ago, we're about to go full-time YouTube and full-time van life and travel Europe. Listen to this legend. He knows it all. See you at VidSummit. Oh, you're going. Love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. So, hey, as a heads up for everybody, so you've probably heard me mention VidSummit like several times here um, in the stream today. So VidSummit, just in case you don't know, it's a conference that happens in, um, it's happening in Dallas, Texas this year, um, but it's October 3rd through the 5th, and it is like the meetup for YouTube content creators. Um, it's a conference, and people like Mr. Beast and Mark Rober and Ryan Trahan and Gary Vee's presented there, Peter McKinnon's presented there. Um, you know, I you know I have a, a session this year um, as well, but um, um, but if you are a content creator and you're somebody that is, you know, serious about growing your channel, especially if you're one of the people that are like, yeah, I want to go full time and actually make this into a thing, um, did summit is for you. So um, make sure that you check out Chantel, just put a link um, right here in the chat. So just make sure that you do, you know, head over and at least just look at the information and see if it's for you. Um, you know, it is, um, you know, it, it is, a, 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 there is a fee attached to it. Some people understand that that fee is an investment. Other people are like, yeah, that's too expensive for me. Totally fine either way, but definitely make sure that you check out vidsummit.com just so you can see, you know, if it's something that, you know, is a good fit for you. I think it's cool that Neil started out with a crypto channel. Yep. And he did that for a long time. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and I think then, yeah, a couple of years, he, I think. Yeah, and then he transitioned into van life. And just on that newer channel, now he's getting ready to go full-time on it. Yeah. I just think that's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. Right? He made that pivot. He, I, I'm assuming you no longer do the crypto channel because I haven't seen you talking about it. Nope. But he made that pivot from like, I'm doing crypto, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go van life. Yeah. And now that's their thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and in addition so cool. to that, they're like building vans for people, yeah. and like they've built like a whole business around it. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you were building vans for people. Oh yeah, yeah, they're building vans for other people Man, too. Yeah, you need to you need to build me a van. Yeah, right. So I can go live down by a river somewhere. Hey, dude, we could bring him over, get a van, and have him build like a like a, a little van. office in it's there, and like too all that hot stuff. Here. Too yeah. hot. I'm just trying to run air conditioners in the van here. All right, all, all right. Twenty four hours a day. Yeah, so Creator Classroom says, Daryl, uh, can Daryl host it in Raleigh, uh, North Carolina next time? If I can come all the way from Thailand, yeah. you can come from North Carolina. I would yeah, walk listen, there from North Carolina. Listen. listen. <laughs> in comparison, right? Listen. Like, you could walk there faster from North Carolina than I than it would probably take me to, like, fly there. I don't there. know about that. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's probably a stretch. You could yeah. drive there faster. You could definitely drive there faster, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to hear anything. If you're in the United States of America yeah, or Mexico no, yeah, or Canada, no distance reason. Yeah, if you're yeah. in North America, yeah. if you're anywhere in North America, yeah, I don't want anyone to say, "Oh, it's too far." Yeah, like <laughs> people are literally coming from like the other side of the world. Yeah, they're coming from Australia. They're mm -hmm. coming from Asia. Yeah. No excuse. Yeah, Amy says um, I still need to get my ticket. So just as a heads up, um, they're Dar selling out the hotels. Are yeah, Daryl posted um, uh, last week. I think it was that two oh. of the hotels are sold out already. So um, if you're if you're going to go, I would definitely uh, I would definitely jump on it soon. And the creator classroom says I can't physically travel. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Then in that case, yeah, yeah, yeah. In that case, um, I take back everything I said. Then, yeah, figure, figure <laughs> out how to physically travel is what I'm trying to say. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> So uh, next up on the <laughs> list is WRI uh, or WRA Lemuel. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, and they do daily content. They do gaming content. The goal of the channel is to share my gameplays and to make money. And the question is, um, I'm getting views, but I'm not getting subscribers. Why? 
Um, so first, spreading awareness about the value that you offer. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, we were talking about that, that that clip earlier. So we're just like, yeah, you go, go. Away. And she's like, I can't physically travel. And I was like, oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just, immediately, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, right, right, oh, right, yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, sorry, sorry about that. Uh, so if you're getting views but not getting subscribers, the very first thing that you should do is um, make sure that you are letting people know that you, oh yeah, thanks, Neil. Yeah, if, Neil said um, get a virtual pass if you can't travel. The virtual pass is different. You're still gonna learn a ton, um, but you know, when you're there in person, you know, you get the whole networking side of things, which is incredible, because um, basically you take the sessions and then you stack on top of that with all of the extra you know, time that you get to spend with everybody, learning stuff in the hallways and so on. Um, uh, but if you can't you know, go, then the virtual pass is uh, definitely something to consider as well. <laughs> Doug says- Or the replays, I mean. Uh, Doug says, I see D, where'd he go? I, I see D looking handsome on the Vid Summit promo. Mm. Am I in the Vid Summit promo? I'm not sure. Oh, right. Maybe the video. Maybe oh, the video. Okay, okay. So um, uh, the question is, I'm getting views, not getting subscribers. So um, a couple things that you can do. One is if you're getting views, but people aren't converting into subscribers, then either they, either they don't see the value that you are, uh, or they're not receiving the value that you're intending them to receive, or um, the reason for them to subscribe just isn't there. Maybe they don't know that you make that type of content. Maybe they're not as into that type of uh, you know, content, uh, you know, enough to where, you know, the particular viewers that you're getting enough to where they want to subscribe and watch it all the time. It also happens to where maybe people are coming in just to kind of see what's going on with the game before they make a purchase or before they play it. And then they end up, you know, leaving from there, but they're not really intending to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Those types of things, you know, happen as well. So I would definitely just keep all that in mind, but to, change some of that if you are getting volume with traffic then asking people to subscribe is effective putting a reason why they should subscribe before you ask them to subscribe is also effective letting them know what it is that you actually offer on your youtube channel in terms of value so that they can have that awareness because like i mentioned before today if you have a new viewer coming into your youtube channel the only thing they know about you is that one video that they're watching if they've never experienced your content before so when you mention to them like hey if this is your first time here this is what we do uh you know here then that just lets them know that you know that you have an entire youtube channel about that type of content and then by the time they get to the end of your video if you're like you know hey you know if you enjoyed this subscribe or whatever then in that case they have all the information they need to make an educated decision on if they're going to subscribe or not okay i know what the confusion is about so i was asking doug um uh, here for, for what confusion for what he, he said I, I was looking handsome in my photo for vid summit uh. my promo so what happened was and i caught the tail end of this on twitter and there was a, a, the original post was deleted on Twitter, but you could see the comments. Mm -hmm. um, so apparently, and he just had to clarify, VidSummit made a post quoting, because uh, I, I spoke, uh, we spoke before, and then mm -hmm. I spoke last year with Daniel Vitale, we mm -hmm. shared a stage. Um, they shared a quote from something I said, but they put a picture of Owen video. Oh, Owen oh nice. Yeah. So yeah, so they apparently they apparently deleted that. That's, uh, that's hilarious. That's funny. But the fact that anybody actually confuses me with that handsome dude. Yeah. Owen. Owen. Uh, Owen uh, handsome. Owen video. Owen is good looking as George Clooney. Uh, video. Himself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Mid summit. Put it back up. <laughs> so here's the funny thing. Ready? Uh huh. So they also misquoted me, and they as Dan Nimmin. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Vid Summit, come that, on. That, that was Hold right on. after. I just realized. That I just, was right after your, uh, that was right after your presentation. I just too. realized. 
I just realized they did me dirty twice. <laughs> Once they put a picture fun up, dirty, but yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, fun dirty. They, they put yeah. me up and quoted me as Dan Nimmin, yep. and then they put me up and quoted me with a picture of Owen. Yep, Mike is like throwback to Dan. Yep, what totally is going on. Totally, yep. what is going on here? It'd been funny. Hold on, if they if they mix me up with you, I would totally get it. Yeah, right. The picture but Owen, you yeah, you're like I'm not that handsome. Come Mi on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. You said it just like. A minute ago. Go ahead, though. No, but right? Yeah. Like, how are you going to mix me up with, 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 with Owen? Right. Of all people. Now, yeah. Owen did introduce us on stage. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so maybe there's a confusion there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they watched the first part of that or something. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's on stage. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, Let's just pick was... the most handsome guy on the stage and use that photo. Right. Yeah. That, right. I heard that he, D was the most handsome dude here. Huh. Therefore, it must be that guy. <laughs> and then they put, they, and they put up a picture of Owen video. Oh, There's no it. other explanation for it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So. <laughs> us plus dad um is our next oh channel here they do daily content they do gaming and role play the goal of the channel is to create a fun and interactive roblox community the question is we upload daily shorts which you love making but find long form edits to be overwhelming at times and would like to offload that to an editor where would you suggest starting to search for a gaming editor so when it comes to video editors there's a couple things to keep in mind there are editors and there's editors that know youtube so if you want an editor that knows youtube it's gonna it's gonna cost you yeah. um you can go to to ytjobs.com. Um, that's Patty Galloway's site. I'm sure you're from, uh, well, I don't know if you're uh, familiar with him or not, but um, but he works with a lot of like large YouTube channels and he has his own YouTube channel as well where he breaks down success stories of content creators, but he also has this website. Um, and it's basically a, a resource for people that are looking for YouTube related things. So um, that's called ytjobs.com. Um, you can also, those are people that know YouTube and you're gonna pay for that. Um, and then you also have places like Fiverr and Upwork and places like that where you can find people in onlinejobs.ph where you can find people that um, that know how to edit and they might be excellent editors but they may not be as experienced with the YouTube platform and understand audience retention and things like that like somebody at YT Jobs would would do but you're going to get them at a, at a substantially lower price in comparison to what you'd get over at YT Jobs so in a lot of cases that's perfectly fine and you can do exactly what you need and you can actually some people prefer that route if they know YouTube, because then they can train somebody up to get them to, you know, to, to understand, you know, what, what it is that they need to do. So, um, so I would go, you know, one of those routes. Somebody thought I was Owen. Next up. Somebody thought I was Owen. Yeah, they did. Or they thought Owen was you. Yeah, so that's either like a big up for me or Owen is like, somebody call Owen to make sure he's okay. <laughs> somebody needs to check on Owen. Owen walks into his wife and he's like, can you believe this? I they know. Just, they just confused somebody me for call D. call Owen, make sure he's all right. Yeah. Or he could be like, they just confused me for D and I just don't know how because D is so handsome. No. And I can't even compete with D yeah, and, and my handsomeness. Make sure he's all yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I was just reading, I, I was just reading the full Twitter uh, thing, uh, while, while okay. you were talking. That's why I was just... Yeah. Uh, Vito Vitol Paul um, says they upload every other day. They do gaming content as well. A lot of gamers in here today. Um, the goal of the channel is to entertain people. And the question is, do you review channels? I worked hard on my brand and look. So we don't do those um, during this stream. But considering you said that you worked hard on your brand and look, I'm actually let's just going to look and see, see what it, it is that sure. you're let's put it on. that let's you're doing on here. The, throw it on the screen. Okay, let's hold see on. if they're working hard. Yeah, because I... Uh, let's see if they're working on. hard. If they've uploaded in the past week, throw them up. So it looks like, and I'm looking for long form content. Okay. Nine days ago, just missed the mark. Oh, yeah. sorry. 
I think your I think your channel banner looks cool. I like your profile pic too, but just as a heads up, it's really small and, it, and like next to comments and stuff like that, you're going to be really small. Um, so you know, just because of that, keep that in mind. Also, like on some of your thumbnails, just real quick, um, you've got like a YouTube logo and like a subscribe watermark, and you've got like a shorts logo and stuff like that. Don't don't worry about putting that kind of stuff um, in your thumbnail. Like um, like this one's about. Uh, something powered in Warzone, and then you've got like a youtube play button in the middle of it and you've got a subscribe button and you have a shika win but the thing that's actually going to draw attention to that you know what d i, I am going to put this up because this, this is going to be helpful for everybody here we go I, I just have to select the right window so give me one second here yeah, yeah yeah here we go so um oh wait a minute chrome tab here okay can you see it because um, I don't have any preview windows, so I don't know I, I what you now. can see. It was just a little bit of a delay. I put that okay. up right now. All right, it's full so, screen. Oops. Do you want me to put you? So, me, I'm going to share it with you. All right. Oops. No, no, I'm there. Like I already have it up. You don't no, have to no, share no, anything. No, 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 no. I mean, like, um, like you, you're in. Okay, there. Now you're little. Oh, I got it. Do where you're yeah, putting me you're in, in there too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, basically, the thing that I was trying to bring to your attention, and I, I hope this is okay. Um, to, to have you up here like this, but basically like you can see here how you have this YouTube logo, you have the subscribe button here, right? First off, I just want to explain that when it comes to thumbnails, they are super important um, to the performance of your content. So you have that and this, which are not relevant to the actual content. You have a Shaka win that's in black against a dark background um, that's already there. Then you have additional text of Ashaka Island. You have Call of Duty really small, and then you have the actual players in Call of Duty or the characters also extremely small. Um, the, uh, the thing that you actually want to do in your thumbnails, and this is for all you gamers, because people have been talking about gaming content here and how, you know, gaming content, you know, should get some of their own specialized information. This is it given to you right now. So what he needs to do here is instead of focusing on all of this little stuff just to fill up an image for the thumbnail, what he needs to focus on is if somebody were to see this suggested next to another video on YouTube, and it's gotta be a real small size, right? Because you would have the video player, you'd have the video player here, and then you'd have the small little thumbnails over here, right? So with these small little thumbnails that are over here, when this thumbnail is at a really small size, and I'm just gonna zoom out for context. So if the thumbnail, is roughly, we'll just say this big. Now nah, we'll go smaller because it's suggested videos. So if the thumbnail is this big, then how in the world is somebody going to identify that this has something to do with Call of Duty? They're not, right? So right here, you've you've removed your ability to gain any substantial traffic from suggested videos because you're making it difficult for people to know what this video is about. Now, the right approach to this is and I'll just zoom in on this more so we can just see more uh, details of it. So the right approach to this is instead of taking that approach, and I've completely removed my uh, marker thing. Here, let me do it this way. Oh, I can't, I gotta zoom, oh, there we go. So what you wanna do is instead take like this dude, right? This guy right here. You know what, I gotta zoom it out. It's not letting me write on the screen because it's too uh, close up. One second. Got it. Yep. So what you wanna do is you wanna take this dude right here, Hold on, yeah, this thing's going like crazy on me. Okay, so this Call of Duty dude right here, you wanna take him, make him really big in the thumbnail, and then next to that, have like a little, you know, like Call of Duty logo here, not even like little, but just have like, you know, Call of Duty, and then here, because it has this uh, shotgun is overpowered in Warzone, maybe 
have like a thing of that shotgun um, or just have like the dude, if he's holding that, um, that piece of equipment and then have like the call of duty logo. And then what you're doing there is you're simplifying your thumbnail and you're making it easy for people that you're trying to reach to identify that your content is something that might matter to them. Um, so I would focus on that same thing here, right? Like you're focusing more on you than you are on the imagery that's going to help them identify that this is, you know, about call of duty. So keep in mind, like when it comes to this stuff, when it comes to this stuff, your job as a content creator is to make it easy for people to click on what it is that you're doing and to identify it as something that they'll care about and all of that. So what you need to make sure that you're doing um, for everybody here is make sure that you're focusing your attention on the thumbnails on one core thing. So it's like, okay, if, if my thumbnail were to show up on a homepage and there is one thing that people would be able to use to identify that this is something they might be interested in, what is that one thing in the thumbnail? And that's the thing you wanna focus the attention on. And then from there, you can add other things to it, but don't add so much that it takes away from that core focus, right? That's the, uh, that's the idea. Um, let's see here. Moving on. Yep. Let's see, I'm not sharing the screen anymore, right? Nope, no, I'm not, okay, just making sure. So next one that we have here um, on the list, we've got fretboard diaries. What's going on? Hope you're doing awesome. Fretboard, uh, fretboard diaries. Oh, hey, you know what? As a matter of fact, um, let, me, let me pull this up really quick. I, I might show them something else um, related to that here. If you want to carry this just for one second, D, I can kind of prep this. Yep, let me swap it on over here. What are you pulling up? Um, I'm going to show them a uh, testing feature here that they can use. And a YouTube testing feature? Yeah. So oh, awesome. here, I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, no, I'm not showing them that. Okay. Um, I'm going to show them something that they can use to kind of test the concept that I was just talking about. Okay. So let me go to present again. Let me share screen. Let me go okay. to just YouTube. Okay, I got it. Yeah, and I just want to let people know we're taking uh, questions out of the form. Uh, down below underneath the video. I see yeah. people keep asking questions. They're over on my channel too, asking questions. Uh, everything's uh, down below in the description. The so first off, it. shout out to Evan Carmichael. Second off, shout out to Mark Ribelet. Awesome. Loop Daddy. Yep, Loop Daddy. Third. What a, what a cool thing that is where people like, get to know you as Loop Daddy. Yeah. Third, awesome. everybody should check out Mark Ribelet. Super groovy if you're into that. The next thing is everybody should check out Mono Man here. This video has four years ago has 91 million views on it. It is so chill. Like, as you can see, like I listen to this like all the time. I probably listened to this particular video probably 20 times or more. Love it. But anyway, the thing I want to bring to your attention is this. So um, you hear me mention Tube Spanner from time to time. I usually mention about the notepad or whatever. But the thing that I was talking about with your thumbnails in terms of a focus, um, Tube Spanner has this thing right here where it lets you kind of preview your thumbnails before you publish them. So with this, and you can get this at TubeSpanner.com, but this is part of their Chrome extension. But one of the things here is you can just upload your image if you want. And then when you upload your image, you can um, just see what it looks like on the page. So here, I'm just gonna use a video that I already have um, on the channel. We'll, we'll just use this one. And you can select from videos that are there, but you can see it does this countdown. And with this countdown, it does that so that your when your thumbnail just shows up somewhere on the page, 
um, so you can just see what it looks like and see how much attention it grabs. In that particular case, um, I actually had, you know, everything a little bit big, so you weren't able to see it, you know, fully, but I'll just do another one real quick so you can just get the idea. And we'll come down to this one. So basically what it does, and you can set the time limit, but it blanks everything out and then it opens it up and then bam, you can see how fast, you know, your thumbnail grabs attention or at least how it stands out against other thumbnails that are there um, on the page. So um, this is a really cool tool. Um, I can't remember if that is one of the free features with TubeSpanner because they got a bunch of free stuff too. Um, I'm not sure if it's one of the free ones or one of the paid ones, but that particular thing by itself um, can help you learn how to make uh, better thumbnails that just stand out for your viewers. And what you want to think about when you're using that is you want to think about like, okay, um, uh, if this is going to show up here and people are just like scrolling on their mobile feed or they're just opening up YouTube and they're seeing their homepage or they click on the YouTube icon and they go back to their homepage and they're seeing this grid of thumbnails or they're seeing this listing of thumbnails, people are just glancing around looking for things that stand out to them, looking of things that they might, you know, be of, you know, of interest in some way to them. So the whole idea there is like when it pops up is being like, okay, what's the first thing that my eyes go to when it comes to one, this page is my thumbnail competing well with everything else here, but two, with with this does it also like when mine shows up what's the first thing that my eye is pulled to and doing this will just kind of help you simplify your thumbnails and make sure that you're focusing on the right things the thing that tubebuddy does it's a totally different tool so uh with tubebuddy with theirs it's a b testing so basically you have your original thumbnail and then you upload a second thumbnail and then it changes them back and forth and then it gives you a report based on how people respond to each one and it also gives you a report on where they responded to each one and which one performed better which one generated more watch time and things like that so the tube spanner one is about before you publish and then the tube buddy one is like once your video is published and then you test your thumbnails against your audience so the tube spanner one helps you make the good decision before you actually publish the video. And then the TubeBuddy one helps you kind of confirm that decision um, and test additional thumbnails. So they're complementary um, in that regard. How many questions so, have you gone through? So um, let's see here, we've went through 28 questions right. and uh, we're getting ready to go do another one. Yep, cruising, uh, cruising through these. So um, next up, we've got Fretboard Diaries. Yeah, we got sidetracked there. I love that name. Uh, I do too. Such a great name. So they, uh, guitar related content. The next goal is 5,000 subscribers. Um, the question is, says Nick, I finally got monetized. All caps. Woohoo. High five. This bump to you. Nice work we on need, your monetization. We need an air horn. Yeah, we do. We yeah. do. Honk, 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 for that. The new one has that built in. It's like, it? wah, wah, wah. yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah. disco. Wah, wah, yeah. Yeah. Um, says that, my that question is, air horn. Go for it. Do it again. Just wah, let it out wah, there. Wah, 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 wah. That's good. That's good. You put a little bit more umph behind it, right? Wah, 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 wah. That's good. Like, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's that might bad. be too much. Maybe kind of overdone, maybe. A little bit. Yeah, like, wah, wah, wah. There you uh, go. Wah, wah, wah. So, so there's, this, uh, there's this show on Netflix. We knew it was going to be this kind of stream. Yeah, we, we did. Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. It, we've almost made it. Like, we, we've got, you know, we're like, uh, it's like 1040. Yeah, we, we were like, yeah, we might even like stop this at 10 because we knew we were going to be a mess. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, like there's a there's a, a show on Netflix called Superstore. It's kind of dry. Superstore. Yeah. It's either Netflix or Apple TV. I think it's Netflix. But um, basically the whole thing is they're inside of a store that's kind of like Walmart. And the whole thing takes place there. And it's all the people that work there and they have all this like internal drama and stuff. But one of the uh, people that work there, they have a uh, like their boyfriend. Um, he's just like this like. Uh, uh, um, uh, like a hoodlum, okay. right? 
And uh, basically, like, one of the things that he does is he's always just, like, stirring up trouble and things like that. But he's also not very bright. And, like, when he interacts socially, he's kind of, like, weird or whatever. So, like, one thing that he'll do is he'll, he'll do that. He'll make that noise. But he'll do it, like, when he ends saying something. So, like, he'll say something and then, like... Because he thinks he nailed it, right? Then he'll be like, "Oh yeah, uh, uh, uh. like you know, like when he's done." Yeah, it's, it's it's really funny. Yeah. So we have comments that uh, Paul Dixon says we sound like ducks. That's the Streamyard influence, yeah. I think. So yeah. uh, those sound effects were brought to you by today's sponsor, Streamyard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Streamyard, for sharing those duck sounds. Yes, thank you. With, with the world. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Use them for you and your live stream. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Copyright free. They're yours. You yeah. Hey, Kashini. Hope you're doing great. Welcome to the stream. So um, next up on the list, we've got um, Daily Inspiration. They've been on YouTube for less than a month. The type of channel is Jesus Christ. The goal of the channel is growth and support for my community. And the question is, should I upload three videos a day to grow more? Um, I'm creating more shorts at the moment. So if you're on like three shorts a day, like you can. But, but you know, at the end of the day, like if here's the goal. Before you like just start doing massive uploads on YouTube, you have to make sure that what you're making is effective. If it is, then yeah, sure, ramp it up. You know, upload three videos a day if you want to. Um, but just keep in mind, you know, it's it's important to think about just sustainability when it comes to YouTube because, you know, like I'm um, being aggressive. Nothing wrong with that at all. Going for it. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but just keep in mind that long term, you're going to be on YouTube for quite some time. So you want to make sure that you do, you know, uh, pace things in a way that you'll be able to keep up with you know long term oh, that's weird your head just started getting cut off i think I, we got some like creep. it's fine on my end i think you might have scrolled or something uh don't forget about fretboard diaries you started to i answered it already uh doug says don't forget about them oh did i not answer it already hold on I, I, uh yeah you said you got monetized thank you oh Chantel said so too. Oh, what, uh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so he says, um, questions, what are the most, oh, because we started talking about Superstore, because the, 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 the I got derailed. That's what it was, I think. Well done. Well done. Where's the button for that? Uh, I think it's this one. Is it? Derailed. That's it. Yep, got it. So, um, so the question is, what are some of the most important monetization settings I should be looking at and why? Thank you, and thank you for Creator Studio. It's an absolute lifesaver when I need music. Uh, Creator Mix, you mean. So um, uh, when it comes to the important monetization settings, uh, some things you got to think about is, one, the you have the skippable ads. Um, those are you know going to be lucrative for you. You also have the non-skippable ads. A lot of people are weird about non-skippable ads, but one of the things, hey, what's going on, Daniel Batal in the house? What's going on, man? Hope you're doing awesome. What's up? He's sliding in the door late. Hey, better late than never. That's what That's they right. say. But um, uh, but basically, when it comes to the non-skippables, a lot of people will kind of shy away from those. And you know, I you know, I've had my you know thoughts about those as well. But in reality, when it comes to non-skippables, um, you know, people will still you know um, watch your video if you use non-skippables. Not every person that's coming into your video is going to see a non-skippable. Um, those are going to show to you know people at you know random times based on you know them. So because of that, you know, um, don't shy away from those. Just just because you're thinking like, oh, okay, well, this is going to hurt my video or something like that. It has no impact like whatsoever either way. Um, so because of that, you know, just make sure that you are, you know, using all of the ad options that you have available 
to you um, so that you can, you know, increase the amount of money that you're making. Um, and then, you know, especially just like, you know, skippables and, and non-skippables, uh, make sure that those are prioritized because, you know, those are where you're going to make most of your money. And then from there, um, you can, if you choose to, as long as your videos are over eight minutes long, uh, you can also add mid-roll ads. And with those, you can have it to where YouTube will automatically set the mid-roll ad placement, or you can go in and manually do it yourself. Um, in your case, if you're like, hey, um, for my particular video, I would like viewers to get to this point in the video before I dropped an ad on them, then you can go in there and set them yourself. But if you want YouTube to optimize it based on optimize it based on the viewer that's interacting with the content, then let YouTube you know, do, do what they do um, based on the data that they have on the users. Um, also keep in mind that like premium users aren't gonna see them anyway. So because of that, um, that is your way to, you know, generate income from people that are interacting with your content. So don't shy away from, you know, using ads on your videos. Got a super chat? Super chat. KNH family, thank you for that. KMH family. So just wanted to uh, send some love and appreciation y'all's way. Um, thank y'all again for your time, energy, and always dropping gems. We're about to hit 300,000 subscribers on Baby Girl's channel and 5.4 on our new family channel. Congratulations to you. Wow. High five and fist bump for all of the above. Been crushing well for a done, while. Man. Love seeing well you crushing done. like that. Yep, nice well work. Done. That's they've been around for a, a while too. Yeah, yeah. I great. love I love seeing people coming back. You know, periodically mm -hmm. and just like, hey, I'm hitting these milestones. I'm doing yeah, that's this. great. I'm, you know, just got my first sponsorship deal. We're, we're full time now. That's awesome. And it Neil, is. Neil, going full time on the on the second channel. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, me too. Love it. Congratulations. Sweet dreams travel says they upload one time per week or more. Um, they do travel tips and inspiration. The goal of the channel is to help people have stress-free travel experiences. And the question is, is it better to make broader videos to increase the opportunity for new people to find your channel? Um, so you absolutely want to consider making broader videos, um, but within your niche, right? So depending on the type of content you make, you might be able to go like, you know, really broad, um, but you know, you want to decide who it is that you're targeting with your content and then make content that is likely to get in front of as many of those people as possible based on the things that they care about. So absolutely going broad, but within your niche or within the audience that you're trying to reach um, is definitely a good play because then that makes each individual video that you publish more accessible to more people that are interested in the type of content that you make. So absolutely. Next up. Next, we got Cook cast by Le uh, Lolita. Um, they do cooking, sharing my recipes, how-to, and styling content. The goal of the channel is to get my footprints online for sharing the recipes to young souls away from their natives, as well as get revenue out of it. Sharing the recipes to young souls away from their natives. Um, the question is, I want to increase my reach. My channel is a type of long video channel, how to make use of YouTube shorts. Should I create a different channels for shorts or continue with my channel? Can you review my channel? Um, not going to review the channel, but um, when it comes to YouTube shorts, um, you can absolutely publish shorts along with your long form content. Um, no question there. Next up, we've got hide and seek para quest. They do paranormal investigations. Paranormal investigations. That's awesome. The goal of the channel is to create a community. The question is, hey there, my question is, I have 2,025 subscribers. My vidIQ states that over the last seven days, I've had 691 watch time. However, my YouTube analytics only shows that I've had 113 watch time for 365 days. I work so hard to get subscribers and I feel deflated by my watch hours are not being updated. Any ideas what may be going on? I'm working towards getting monetized. Thank you. 
So with YouTube, YouTube shows you your public watch time. Um, YouTube also verifies the views and the people interacting with your content and all that. So um, because of that, like what you're seeing inside of YouTube is what YouTube is, you know, giving you. So that's the actual accurate um, interpretation of what's going on in your channel, the YouTube side. Next up, we've got uh, books and author reviews. The channel itself is called Work in Progress is the channel name. I don't know if that's like you're coming up with the channel name. I'm not sure. But um, the goal of the channel is to go full time as a creator and make it a business. Question. I seem stuck at my subscriber count. I've been focused lately, but it isn't getting traction. Started playing with editing. Any advice is welcome. Is it thumbnails? Um, so I'm not going to look at the channel to see, you know, if it's, uh, you know, thumbnails or not. But, you know, when it comes to like if you're just getting started with all this stuff and you're wanting to go full time and, and make a business, focus on the content itself. Focus on, you know, like as you mentioned, here's the, the thumbnails. Focus on, you know, that part of it as well. Focus on building the skill sets and also think about like if you're trying to make this a business, then think about like, OK, if I'm trying to make it a, a business, yes, subscribers are important so I can unlock, you know, certain YouTube features. If I'm going to be doing sponsorships, things like that, it's going to be something that's you know going to look good from the outside. But at the end of the day, like these days, um, you know, subscriber count, you know, definitely, you know, it's helpful in, in a lot of ways. Um, but, you know, focus more on the view count and focus more on serving your audience in order to get that view count. Um, and then from there, of course, focus on the skills in order to you know serve them in the best way that you possibly can. But like when you're, you know, not getting traction, it typically means that you need to work on the skill development side of things in terms of, you know, learning how to design thumbnails, learning how to like, like the gaming channel that we just pulled up not too long ago, like there, like they know how to make a thumbnail. They know how to add graphics to a thumbnail. They know how to add a lot more graphics to a thumbnail than what is needed. Um, but the thing that they were missing is the focus of their thumbnail. Like, what is it that somebody going to focus on? Um, how big is it in order to help people identify it when it's being, you know, um, suggested next to other content? Um, those types of things are things that you, you know, that you have to go through the process of learning. Unfortunately, you can't shortcut. You can't shortcut some of that stuff on the skill set side. Got hey, Bubbles. Those reps in. Actually, I'm not a fan of the profile picture here, so I'm deleting that one. Something crude? Yeah. Yeah, don't um, crude images as your profile picture. Yeah, just bad taste. Um, the next uh, channel here is Winged Horse Designs. Um, they upload one time per week or more. They do paper crafting tutorials. The goal of the channel is to inspire others to paper craft and share their creations. The question is, I don't see the option to add trailers or cars to my videos after my live streams are processed. Is there a requirement of subscribers or watch hours I need to meet first? So the trailers doesn't happen after the video. The trailers happen before the video um, or before you do your live stream. And um, YouTube, uh, oh, wait, maybe you're talking about the channel trailer, not the actual live stream trailer. So if you're talking about the channel trailer, trailer in the cards, you need to make sure that you're, uh, that you have a verified channel, but if you're live streaming, then you should already be verified. So, um, so yeah, in that particular case, make sure that you're also looking, um, on a computer. If you don't have a, uh, computer, then you can look for the same information in uh, using your mobile device by, um, using Google Chrome in desktop mode. So if you have Chrome open, you look down on the bottom right hand side, you're going to see a little, uh, three dot menu. What's the technical name for that D for the three dot menu. Yeah. That is, that's not the ellipsis. That's not the hamburger. That is the three dot menu. Oh my goodness. The three dot menu is the. Oh, it's not the ellipsis. Okay, well, it's called a three-dot menu. So you want to click is on it, that. Is it the ellipsis? Those three dots there? I don't know. You want, you want to click on those three oh, dots? 
And then within that three dots, you're going to see um, an option for uh, desktop mode or to uh, to request that de desktop site. Um, you want to click on that, kebab. and then you'll be able to it was the kebab. Kebab. Yep. Kebab. Then um, then you'll be able to uh, uh, then you'll be able to access you know all of the stuff that you need right. in order to uh, be able to do that stuff. Okay. So I don't. Okay. So if they're vertical, they're called kebab. Kebab. And if they're horizontal, they're called meatball. Oh, okay. So kebab I, makes sense because right, you stick it through it, kind of shear it, and then it's kind of going that way. That, but this is, I think um, there is too. Ellipsis. I think it is called ellipsis. Hold on. All right, we need a uh, we need a, a developer in here ASAP. <laughs> we need a UI designer ASAP. Sixty Second Soul does daily content. They've been on YouTube for less than a year. Um, they do song covers. The goal of the channel is to get monetized within 2023 and get attention from a local record label. Um, the question is, during March and April, uh, my videos used to get 1,000 views within the first 20 to 25 minutes, but after April, I deleted my videos due to personal problems and restarted uploading shorts this month. So my question was, how can I regain those audiences that I used to have? You can't. Like, um, uh, in terms of, you know, getting that, you know, that view count when you first publish your videos, that's going to be based on, of course, you know, how, where who YouTube shows the, uh, uh, those videos to and how those people respond to that content. So um, if you make similar content, then if those people enjoyed your content in the past, it's likely YouTube's going to recommend it to them anyway. So you just make similar stuff and then, um, and then YouTube should recommend it to them anyway. But um, uh, let's see here. The next part of it is... How can I regain that audience that I used to have? Also, it seems like YouTube is pushing my videos to the wrong people um, between 9 and 11, 30 p.m. instead of 3, 45 to 7 p.m. where um, audience were effective and more likely to live my love my type of videos. Yeah, so in that particular case, like um, I, I'm guessing you're doing this mostly with shorts. So if you're doing this with shorts, then, you know, once you upload it, then YouTube's going to, you know, show it to people as they're, you know, on the platform for the people that the system thinks is a good fit for it. So just make sure that you help YouTube. YouTube is, is of course like watching the content but if you're doing like music related stuff since you're doing song covers then in that particular case make sure that you are putting that type of information in the title and in the description because that will help the system have a little bit more context and could help them um, show your content to more of the right people okay i was right it is the ellipsis oh, okay right so so if you have three horizontal dots it's called the horizontal ellipsis also known as the meatballs menu mm. if you have three vertical dots it's the vertical ellipsis or the kebab menu, or the dango men menu. Mm. If you have nine dots, it's called the bento or waffle menu. Holy and if moly. you have three lines, it's the hamburger menu. Wow. So I was right, ellipsis. They just have other There's names. There's a lot of food going on for that. You know, it's trying to make those connections, because I guess. it's a menu. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, that's it, folks. Have a great oh rest of your God, weekend. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's why this yeah, we just had like a moment here. Wow, big understanding moment. That was great. Wow. Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's like wow. How? Yeah, how did that connection not get made? Yeah, I didn't know there was all those food references though. But yeah, that makes so much sense. Oh come on! Please, please don't tell us we're the only two dummies in the world. Yeah, was anybody else clued in on that whole menu thing with the food references? Really quick, Winged Horse How Designs. Winged Horse Designs, thanks for the super chat. It says, thank you. Your advice is always so helpful. Uh, my standard Saturday morning routine. Thank you, and thank you for uh, for hanging out here. I hope that you are getting value from the uh, from the content. How did I not? Yes, you're the only one. Yeah, that's, that's good. Lie. You're broke, D. 
Yeah. I never realized. Okay, Paul. Paul Dixon. Paul's he, like mind blown. Yeah, mine Paul, too. <laughs> yeah, that was like a whoa. Paul is a graphic yeah. designer, a really good graphic designer, and he didn't know that either. Yeah. Therefore, I do not feel so bad. Okay, yeah. Mike Phillips. Mike Phillips is in here. He's a he's a math. Uh, what, what were we talking about earlier? Math uh, enthusiast. Yeah. Mike, uh, Mike is a math enthusiast, and yeah. he didn't, and he know didn't even know. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. man, that was great. A menu. That's yep. why they're called like kebabs and hamburger menus. Makes total sense. I just. It's, yeah. I can't wait to tell people. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I, You're I, like, okay, how can I work this into conversations now? No, I just want to grab my phone and go do TikTok videos and go interview strangers on the street right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just, do you know what this is? Yeah. Yeah. Show them pictures, flashcards. Yeah. Do you know what this is? Yeah, it's a hamburger menu. Do you, yeah. know, do you know what that's called? It's yeah. called do you know why it's called a hamburger menu? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pause, right? Tilt your head. Do you know why it's called a hamburger menu? Oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> yes. So good. Yes. Fun, fun, fun. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I can't believe I didn't know that. That was great. I did learn something today. Yeah, he did. Yeah. They say you learn something new every day. So that were, there it was. That hasn't happened in a while, but today. Yeah, there it was. Today. Yep, <laughs> there it was. <laughs> wow. So Motive Music Studios is our oh next question God. here. During our epiphany moment, um, the type of channel as we slide into a new reality is um, introducing piano music for teachers. And the goal of the channel is to build an impact among piano teachers and introduce music by contemporary composers. And the question is, can evergreen content be built over time, even though it isn't searchable? Um, right now, I introduce music by contemporary composers, but it isn't as known, but it does avoid copyright strikes. So in terms of evergreen content, the whole concept of evergreen content is that when you publish um, like a video today, that it's still going to be something that's going to be relevant and you know meaningful like you know for a very long time into the future, if not indefinitely. So in your particular case, you know when you're posting things about musicians, absolutely, you know that's going to be something that people are going to be able to consume for a very long period of time. In terms of the popularity side of things, um, I'm not 100% sure on that one in terms of you know if people are going to, uh, you know, be looking for those composers or be interested in them. But um, if so, then yeah, you could be positioning yourself right now for making, you know, a bunch of videos to where once people find it, they're gonna be like, oh my gosh, this is a gold mine of all this stuff that I didn't even know existed. So, um, so absolutely. Okay, for real. Okay, people are clowning in the chat. I need to know. Don't lie to me. I need to know. Just say yes or no if you knew why it was why that was a hamburger, why it was a menu. Right? Why and we're assuming that connection. We don't know it for sure. It makes tons of sense. I'm gonna. I'm gonna there's no. It other, makes tons of sense, but no we other, don't know. We know that that's the I reason. Just, I just read it. No, that's look. It, just, oh, you just no. Where'd you read it? There's no other reason. Oh, okay, it's a okay. menu, and there are food items on the menu. Right. If you knew that, type in yes. If you didn't know that, type. Well, in it no. could have also started uh, based on I what it looks like. This. It could have started based on what it looks like. That's possible. Why else would they name it after food? I don't know. But they could have been like, oh, that kind of looks like a no, hamburger. They so we're just going to call stopped, it that. They could have stopped at ellipsis. They already had a name right. for it. Right. They called it food name. There's an entire food menu for it. But somebody else could have like come up with that just no. based on like something else. Yeah. Okay. So most people in here had no idea. Yeah. Okay. So how we got here, genealogy. And I, 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 I he believe knew. this gentleman, he yeah. knew. Therefore, yeah. There we go. Most people did not know. You didn't make the connection. Okay. So lives were changed today. That's what we're getting at. Yep. Lives were changed today. There we go. Okay, I don't feel so bad now. I, I was, I was, I was watching chats, and I was like, God, am I really this stupid? Did I really not know? But apparently, we're all stupid together, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. 
Come on. Yep. Okay, okay. Yeah, we got to look it up. Carry this for a second. I got to look it up. We got to know. We have to know. Why are icons called food? Hold this on. is great. Icon, uh, obsessed. Okay, here we go. Okay, so while he's doing that, while he's getting to the bottom of that, let me uh, let me answer another question here. So um, let's see here. We did that one. So let me go to the next one. It takes us to number 38. Um, we've got resellers over 60. Oh, that's cool. Um, they've been on YouTube for less than a month. The type of channels helping people over 50 with e-commerce selling. Let me tell you something. Um, in your particular case, um, I think that you are on, like you are positioning yourself fantastically because what is going to be happening here in my opinion over the next like decade is a lot of people um you know like you know older people are going to be you know coming to the internet um, i mean they already are but like a lot more are going to be coming to the internet looking for solutions and you positioning yourself there targeting that specific group of people in my opinion i think that you're positioning yourself excellently um for the future but anyway the goal of the channel um, is to help people over 50 begin selling on eBay and Amazon as a means of addressing the issues specific to mature individuals. And the question is, launching a new channel without any social following, should I rely just on the YouTube postings or do I need to promote it somehow? If so, what would you recommend? So you can absolutely rely on the platform itself. Um, when you rely on the platform itself, then you ensure that all of the growth is like natural organic growth. Um, if you choose to, if you're part of any like Facebook groups around reselling for like a similar crowd, then in that case, or you know, making money for a similar crowd or whatever, if you're in front of those people um, in like Facebook groups or something, then um, sharing the content there um, is also something that you can do. But keep in mind, um, you need to make sure that the people that you're sharing in front of, especially as you're getting started, that they are like 100% the people that you're trying to reach. If there's any gray area, then don't share it there. And after you share it there, you can go into your audience retention reports of the video um, that you shared into that group. And you can go into your traffic sources report. Um, I've got videos, I've got shorts actually on my YouTube channel that show you how to get into this. But you go into your traffic sources report and then you can go into your external traffic sources and then you'll be able to see Facebook and then you'll be able to see how long those people watch for. Um, and then from there, you'll be able to decide like, hey, these people are coming in and they're watching the whole video. That's a great place to share. If they come in and they're watching just like a, like, you know, a few seconds of the video or just like a short amount of the video in terms of percentage, um, then in that case, it's not a great group to share that into. Um, and, you know, you should probably just re re rely on, you know, organic traffic on the platform in that case. Um, but with that said, I would go ahead and start, you know, I would secure Twitter. I would secure all of the other social platforms by name um, and get whatever your channel name uh, um, is, which is resellers over 60. Um, I would get that name across everything and just go ahead and, and you know, stake your claim, so to speak, um, on that on that particular topic. And um, and I would start tweeting about it. I would make videos about it. I would make shorts about it. I would publish those shorts on TikTok. I would publish those shorts on Instagram Reels, on Facebook Reels or, or Facebook Watch. Um, I would do all of those things to get that out there while you're also doing YouTube, if and only if you have the time to do those things. Um, because I think that in your case, if you can build that brand up now, that um, that you'll probably be able to really ride that for uh, for quite some time. Okay, so I got to jump in here. Yeah. So, so yeah. like additional names they have. So they have their, you know, like the ellipsis, vertical ellipsis, mm -hmm. horizontal ellipsis, that sort of thing. So they've also, okay, so they're called the hamburger, the kebab, the candy box, the chocolate, the fries, the hot dog, the cake, the strawberry. Oh, my they've goodness. They've all got food names because it's on the menu. Mm. All right. There you go. There we go. You learned something today. 
on that note, thank you so much for hanging out in the stream today. D, great stream. Fun. We made it, man. We made it. The menu. And we yep. learned something. We made it, and we learned something, like, massive, right? That was, yeah. a, that was a pretty, uh, I mean, I don't know if massive is the right word, but, you it know, is. we learned something. It you is. know, learned something insightful there. But, yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out. Um, hope that you enjoyed the stream today. Hope that you learned something. They did. They learned and, about menus. And, and you did learn about us. menus. <laughs> but um, one thing I want to recommend to you really quick before you leave is that um, if you are just getting started on this journey or if you heard you know some information during the stream today and you're like oh yeah that makes total sense or i need to work on that or i don't know what that meant and i need to go like figure out what that means like anything um, that you got from this stream today write it down right now either write it down on your phone or write it down on a piece of paper in front of you or whatever so that you can you know either go figure out what that thing is or you can take something that resonated with you um, like an idea that we shared today and you can apply it to what it is that you're doing or test it against what it is that you're doing or just sit there and think about it and think like, hey, is this, you know, good for what it is that I'm, you know, doing with my channel, my content and what it is that I'm trying to accomplish, those types of things. Um, but take those notes now so that you can, you know, apply it to, you know, anything it is that you're doing. Um, and so that you can make sure that it's not information that's just going to pass through you, but information that you can, you know, take and actually apply to what it is that you're doing. Because without application, all of the information is useless, right? It's entertaining to listen to, um, but it's useless if you don't actually apply it to what it is that you're doing. So, um, uh, make sure that you do that. And if you're just getting started, remember that this whole thing is just a process. And, you know, right now, if you're just getting started, you know, you're in, you're, you know, there's a learning curve um, as a part of this. So just make sure that you embrace that learning curve, work really hard on your skill sets, because, you know, this requires a lot of, you know, stuff. So just work hard on your skill sets um, so that you can improve all aspects of what it is that you're doing along the way. And remember to, you know, make sure that you're always focused on adding values to your viewers and serving, you know, your, your audience with your content. Um, besides that, have a fantastic rest of your weekend. D, anything? Any additional uh, yeah, so stuff Matt, about menus and whatnot? Uh, yeah, Matt Cave Gaming says there's a form reset next time. Yes, it yeah, always it resets. Yeah, it does. Resets so every time. Yep. Travis, MCP in the house, MVP in our world. Travis, listen Travis, to me. thanks for swinging Travis, by, dude. Hold on. I got to tell yeah, Travis. Go, yeah, let him know, man. Travis, hear me out. So, you know, you've got like the menus in your phones, right? The little hamburger menu, the three little dots. So we were doing a deep dive into the names of those things, right? Mm -hmm. So you have like the three dots, the, the, the vertical dots. It's a horizontal or it's a vertical ellipsis, right? But it's also called a, a kebab and you get the hamburger. So all of those little menu items they are named after food. They got cakes and strawberries, vertical kebab, meatballs, hamburger, all of it, right? And we figured out it's because it's, it's, it's a menu. It's all food in a menu, Travis, and I bet you didn't know that. And if you did, uh, you're, you're smarter than pretty much everyone in this chat today. <laughs> I, just, I just had to... Uh, drop some except for Brian over except at uh, how we got here genealogy. He knew except it. for Brian, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, except for Brian. Yeah. Everyone else in here, uh, we didn't know that. <laughs> he says what? Yep. See, you missed out, man. Yep. It's a menu. Yep. And there's food on the menu. Yep. So they bought. Yeah. There you go. At least that's the connection that's being made right no, now. The connection's made. So anyway, have a fantastic rest of your weekend, and we will see you next time. <laughs> Hit the like button on the way out, and we got stuff in the description as well. Make sure you check that out. New. Two people, two people new. Oh.